0: Grunt work was filmed before a live studio audience. Does everybody know what time it is? It's time for my close-up, Mr. Hitchcock. That's right. It's grunt work. Hollywood.
1: Shoddy what your name is. Them grunt heads keep on talking. They like the way I'm walking. You say that you want me. So press record. I'll let you film me on your video phone. (laughs) Make a cameo. Take me on your video phone. I can handle you. Watch me on your video phone. Your video. Your video. If you want me, you can watch me on Grunt Work, the (laughs) podcast
0: about the TV show Home Improvement that likes it and puts a ring on it. You know, I think so. I mean, I would be... I I would marry this podcast. In in fact, I feel like I'm already common law married to this (laughs) podcast, yes. I am Landon Solano, your host, Landon
1: Solano, joined always by my co-host, Truman. I'll scuzzy your port caps.
0: (laughs) I Okay, let's just crack it open. I don't know what a scuzzy port is. I really don't, but I've I've heard it referred to multiple times in... 90s content where they're trying to do a bit about kids knowing a lot about technology and adults not knowing it So I don't even think the SCSI port exists. It, it does. It's called
1: an S-C-S-I port uh, If hmm. I can type correctly and I will bring up a quick uh, description um it is a interface, a set of uh, Americans National Standard Institute ANSI standard electronic interfaces that allow personal computers to com- communicate with peripheral hardware such as disk drives, tapes, and CD-ROMs. So, really, there's very little. Well, I don't know. I don't. I'm not that much into. I'm not an IT guy, so I don't You're know. You're not if, a scuzz head. I don't know if scuzzy po- ports still exist or if they've just evolved to match our. Uh, uh, what do you call these things um,
0: i i don't know i'm going to leave you hanging and just say that this was a this is a great way to start to just go right a lot of a lot of people want to start the show with i don't know something more highbrow but i'm like no let's go right into audiovisual technology from the 90s that's what you're right. gets the that's what gets butts in seats <laughs> truman you're right you're right thanks for the reminder that we have no time to waste Yes, no as always, this week. as always, this is a no-nonsense show, so let's get right to it. But Landon, first, let me yeah. say, it is wonderful to see you Truman, face-to-face, it's wonderful
1: to see see you. Oh, Mike just went mm-hmm. through puberty there. Puberty there. Um, yes, let's start by saying this is our first live stream, our lo- first live uh, show. We've attempted this uh, kind of in the past, but life got in the way. <laughs> uh, no one showed up. Technology
0: finally reached our creative levels um, our SCSI ports are properly configured this time <laughs> our- and we've got, uh, we, we can broadcast our show to the world. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
1: yes, so we, so we're we- recording this live over Discord to, uh, all of our
0: Patreon, uh, subscribers. Yeah. But well, not uh, like, most of them. Yeah, most of them. No, it, it is really, it is kind of like, I feel like, what, 75 million people watched the last episode of MASH? I feel yep. like we're, we're approaching those levels and that level of engagement. We, we and might so- just surpass that by the end of this. People will yes. come filter in and out as we record. And when we finally finish recording, uh, like, there will be huge issues with plumbing in major cities because so many people will have been waiting and they'll all flush at the same time. We're really going to uh, test the uh,
1: bandwidth of the Discord servers. I'm using yeah. techno technology terms that are uh, beyond me at this point. Um, fitting for this episode, though. Very fitting for this episode. So, uh, I guess just a, a quick note for people who might be listening to this episode in the future. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we are recording live. Uh, we're streaming our video. Truman and I can see each other. Uh, the people tuning into our channel can see us, uh, but we can't see them and we can't hear them. But they will be typing into a chat box, which we will be checking in uh, every once in a while. In fact, we've got our first um, uh, comment our first about a, a SCSI port, which is this- uh, from from Mason. Uh, from what I can tell, a, a SCSI is pretty much... Uh, Used pretty much in server settings, so it makes sense that '90s cool hacker talk would
0: reference it a lot. I feel like uh, I feel like a, a scuzzy port should a it should be pronounced a scuzzy port, and b it should be <laughs> it should only it should be a port for like apologizing when you have to squeeze past. I know it's racist against Italians, Landon, but it's been a minute <laughs> since I've since I've done that bit. You, if there's a computer part that sounds like a Finnish word, somebody figure that out and Landon can get a shot back in it me. That's all right. I've got Godfather jokes later on, uh,
1: and this. <laughs> episode so uh truman uh landon what do you got for us this week
0: uh preamble wise preamble wise well thank you i have i do have just a couple things that i wanted to discuss before we get started and the first is that i had only yesterday a celebrity sighting what a yes yes uh, for a member of the home improvement cast no less And, and on the day after christmas it's a time of miracles uh i was driving back from uh, picking up some fast food at a little uh, local joint known as the In-N-Out Burger. And okay. uh, I saw a truck, a uh, mm-hmm. beat-up repairman's truck, driving past me. Oh, this and... isn't going to be a sad story, is it? No, uh, no, no, I mean, well, unless the unless the repairman driving the truck is like, you know, has cancer or something. I mean, I I, I, don't, I don't really know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I,
1: I heard that uh, uh, Taron Noah Smith was doing construction uh, in Texas at one point uh, in his life. I don't know if he's still... Doing that or not? I no, I think
0: I think you'll see as the story plays out that I'm not trying to dunk on a mem- Well, okay. So the <laughs> that would be in character cast, for you at all. And the the lo- the logo on the so- well on the side of this repairman's truck is the name mm-hmm. of his business, and the name of the business is Modern Home Improvement. But the words Modern Home Improvement are enclosed under a roof, like an A-frame type roof. Interesting. So I was just so excited to see the grunt creep out and about in the <laughs> world. And I mean, I know that I'm sure that, you know, if we asked the Grunt Creep, I'm sure the Grunt Creep would have preferred to be acting. But I think that's a big sponsorship and to be working for a local business right here in the San Fernando Valley among the people.
1: Um, Well, it's good to know that now that broadcast television doesn't dominate uh, with sitcoms anymore, uh, that all of these uh, anthropomorphized logos have a place to go. You know, I'm sure they've all been out of work, uh, you know. Now that's uh, what is Last Man Standing. Is that going to be the last three
0: cameras sitcom uh, uh, that we've ever known? Last sitcom standing. I don't know. I feel like someone might do. A, I, I don't know. I feel like Chuck Laurie is going to keep that going forever. Yeah. Also, Farah Farah did comment here that that my story isn't real unless she sees a picture. And I, Farah, I want to let you know I damn near uh, crashed the car slash broke my wrist trying to get my phone out to take a picture. And then I damn near broke my wrist googling modern home improvement. You know, <laughs> you and the name Google of various it fast towns. Yeah. I could not go, and I've I've learned to Google pretty quickly, Landon. In my in my these many years of looking for information. It, on and the it Internet. seems like yeah, you'd protect your wrists uh, in that as well. I, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, cer- yes. Yeah, certainly. They always. They always do well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So grunt creep cited. Um, yeah. Okay. Seems great. to be doing pretty wow. well. Yeah. I know. So that's that. That was great. That was a fun little moment. And then another thing. This is just sort of um, a more a more. Well, I don't know. I think that everyone who listens Give to us this more show of a knows. <laughs> more of a preface. I want to. I want to do what? a preface for my preamble. Yeah. What What is this preamble topic rated? Uh, this is this is rated uh this is rated I for insightful uh because I I learned something about myself. Okay. So, oh wow. Okay. Uh, much like Jill in this episode of Home Improvement that we're about to review, I got a new laptop recently. My old Ooh. laptop died after four valiant years of service, and uh, I you, got a new.
1: Did you sprawl out all of the uh, uh, um, all of your other technology that you
0: need to plug into it? Uh, well, yes, well, I actually didn't do that because I had to, I had to put my, I had to put my old laptop on, like, a a wooden pyre and push it out into the (laughs) L.A. River, and then I shot, uh, I shot a flaming arrow onto it. Um, (laughs) all of the, all of the other materials I, I ground up and inhaled to, uh, to get their (laughs) essence. I've got scuzzy board up my nose right now. Um, but... I uh, so I got this new laptop, uh, which is you know I, I don't want to brag too much, but as I use a laptop for everything in my life, I, I decided okay I need to get a, a really good one, and I got this new laptop. You know, it's a it's 15 inch laptop, you know, and it's got oh, uh, it's got a, it's got a it's got a one terabyte solid state drive. It's got 16 gigs of RAM. It's got NVIDIA GTX 1650 graphics card. ha, <laughs> and I realized. <laughs> Folks, as you may have guessed from that totally, totally improvised bit that I didn't have written out ahead of time. <laughs> I, 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 I just have the question of did you actually type out the
1: ah-ha-ha-ha part? Uh,
0: I, I spelled it A-R-G-H, 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 and then uh, three dots, otherwise known as an ellipsis to those okay. in the writing biz. Uh, but what I realized. Oh, what did you realized. Uh, what I realized is that, because I, not only getting this and being excited about the hardware in my laptop, but also then talking to, I, like, I found ways to insert it into multiple conversations, and in fact, even my podcast, uh, I realized Tim, Tim Taylor and I have something in common, and it's that, t- t- what you know, what cars are to Tim Taylor, I think laptops are to me. Like, I really am excited to have a very powerful laptop, and I found myself, like, trying to brag to people about it and talk about it, and I suddenly... I don't know. I, I just feel like I can empathize with Tim now in a way that I didn't before, mm. realizing that as much as I want to say that I'm this woke bay 21st century erudite uh, Frasiery dude. You want uh, to I, say that. I want to say that. <laughs> and, and But okay. and, but at the end of the day, I'm a dude who is just super excited to have a powerful new tool. It just happens to not be a car. It happens to be a laptop. So Dare, um,
1: dare I point out the difference between you and Tim Taylor, though, which is you didn't build the laptop. And he wouldn't have shot a car out intentionally (laughs) and set it on fire. Uh, He would have taken that and restored it. You would have had to have a laptop in your garage for, what, three seasons uh, building it in order to make you Tim Taylor.
0: Yes, and and like wheeling myself underneath it on a little board to replace the battery. <laughs> I will say though, much like Tim Taylor, I have this very powerful laptop. Do I understand how to use a lot of the software and features <laughs> on it? No, hell no. Do I know? Do I know how to set up the cloud computing functions? Nope, not at all. I just like the the cachet of having a powerful thing. Does so, it play Monkey Town? Ah oh, man, uh, you know it. Well, I does have it does have the really gar- good graphics card, so I can play <laughs> okay. uh, Monkey Town 2, The Monkening. I have so many. <laughs> I mean it's tough land because I wrote so many bits about Monkey Town and I kind of don't want to burn them all <laughs> before we actually get <laughs> all into right, the yeah, show. That's fine. No, it's good because okay. I, I have questions about Monkey Town for
1: sure. Um I have all. one I have one bit for the preamble here, which then, is then give it to me. Uh we're recording this the weekend after Christmas. So A, thank yes. you all for joining us uh so shortly after the holiday. Um yes. we were going a little bit back and forth on this on uh uh Discord on one of our channels, our night channels, after we did our Christmas episode, doing taglines, where uh, we were talking about Christmas Vacation. And I know your feelings on that film yes. are very well known. <clears throat> yes. But I might have a way to twist it to give you a new perspective on it, which is, I, I watched it after we were discussing it. I think Christmas Vacation is Possibly, possibly one of those one of those p words. Possibly, uh, the best episode of Home Improvement that exists.
0: That's interesting. That's very interesting, Landon. <laughs> um, elaborate on that. I don't disagree, okay. but I'm interested to hear your reasoning.
1: Well, I, there are just a lot. I think you could easily just take Clark Griswold out and put Tim the Tool Man Taylor in, and you would have. Th- you wouldn't even really have to change much of the, the story. I mean, you'd have to, well, I was going to say you'd have to add a little bit for all three boys, but really with what they give Mark on the show, you don't need to write yeah. a third character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and much like the boys on Home Improvement, I can't remember the names of, of Clark's kids, <laughs> so so it still lines up. Okay, so things just keep going wrong. He's trying to
1: more power his Christmas lights. Uh, There's a lot of physical comedy. Um, He sets things on fire. The Christmas tree is a more powered version of a Christmas tree. They get the one, you know, from the the forest. The forest, yeah. Uh, Sets a cat on fire. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Or explodes yeah. the cat, I guess. So so many episodes of Home Improvement where they set fire to cats. <laughs> One I'm of my just big saying, complaints. The, the way they handle it in such a cartoon way of the cat nibbling through the, the wiring and then getting fried looks like it could be a transition on Home Improvement. Like, I could see True. the cat being fried and then it's flying into the screen or, you know, the electricity taking us to the next scene or to and- commercial.
0: You know, and I, I have to—I'm going to like, I'm gonna say, Landon, this is very astute, and I, I agree with you. This is, this. is That's a very good observation. I'm also thinking that at the end of the movie, they all look up towards the moon where the, like, the RV bit uh-huh. or whatever that is blasted off to. But then the words, the end, are next to the moon, which is kind of grunt creep-esque. The fact that titles seem to physically exist in the universe. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think— I, I think that's I think that's dead on. I feel like it really is the it is the home improvement uh, Christmas made for TV movie that we all deserved but never got.
1: Oh my goodness, uh, Truman
0: yeah. Landon. We covered an episode of Home Improvement this week. Well, yeah, we watched it. We're
1: covering it now. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay. okay. I, was, I, I just mean, to make sure to, that we we're on the same page. You're
0: the editor, so you just go in and make sure I said the right thing. I, yes, Landon. I I very <laughs> attentive to these things. But we did. We watched an episode of Home Improvement this week, and I think the people are dying to know yes. what we think.
1: Um, literally dying. They are, uh... T- t- take us jokes. to a dark place, why yep, not nope, nope, yeah. <laughs> Okay, not a <laughs> good time. Tell, in- could you tell that I didn't want to inch that way? Uh, <laughs> not a good time in history. <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell us uh, what happened this week, sir, while I take a drink of water.
0: Okay, take a drink. Uh, it's it's our favorite drinking game where I talk about the episode and land in drinks.
1: Oh, it's too late. I've already taken the drink
0: of water. You missed your t- chance for a synopsis. We're moving and on. we... We live in the dark. When Al gets the opportunity to produce and star in an instructional video about tools, he asks Tim to direct it, in hopes of capturing some of the magic of tool time. But Tim turns out to be a perfectionist on set, wasting an entire day of shooting as he tries to emulate the style of his favorite tool video director, Herb Hitchcock. Behind video, behind video, behind schedule and over budget, video isn't even in the line I'm reading. (laughs) Behind schedule and over budget, Al is forced to fire Tim, leading to copious bad vibes and a sticky confrontation on the set of Tool Time. But after a chat with Wilson, Tim comes to realize that he needs to defer to Al's creative vision for his video, and the two rejoin forces to finish the film on schedule. That's oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Got gotcha, th- you. Yeah, that's it. it. I it, just. It, it ended pretty and abruptly. Now you talk. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Just like the episode did.
1: Um. Wow. Okay. Well, before we go into how you felt about this episode, can you, sir, uh, or anyone that's uh that's watching oh, yeah. along, guess that title?
0: Yes. Yes. Please. Th- those those of you participating, please send in your guesses. I have a few. <laughs> okay. That, I don't think any of them are the one. The first one. I should point out that that sticky situation on It Tool took Prime, me a second to to put together what that even was like I forgot that happened. Yes, it it was it kind of gets lost in the episode, but it involves uh Cock, C A U L K, yep. yeah. So, first first title, Cock of the Walk. Um it's it's we're, normally <laughs> Normally, I I always do the kind of mugging as I do the thing, even though yeah. Landon and I aren't on video. Now that I know people are actually watching, it's humiliating. Uh, <laughs> next option. Okay. The Tim stays in the picture. Yeah.
1: Ooh, okay. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah a little yeah, clever. Yeah. Little yeah. A little Hollywood history. little Robert uh, Evans.
0: Yeah. And 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 now we're going to take a detour into uh, William Goldman land with okay. Al Ventures in the screen trade. <laughs> uh That one, uh, yeah. Yeah, is is as good as the others. Thank you, Landon. I think so, too.
1: (laughs) At first, that one just strikes me as you inserting Al into a title as you are wont to do. But I then it, like there's a second wave that hits me of like, oh no, but that's actually fitting because he's in the screen trade now. Yes, and
0: it is a venture because he is producing it. I don't need to I don't need to over explain the bit. It's <laughs> but it's, it's, it's beautiful. but you did it's it anyway. The simplest. I don't need to but I do. Um, fourth option. <laughs> that's the slogan for grunt work. Yeah, we're we're not getting into it but we will. Um, <laughs> fourth option, tools on film. Okay, a little Duran Duran action. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And last, forget about it, Jill, it's Monkey Town. (laughs) And when I said I had lots of Monkey Town jokes, I I meanly mean that I have that Monkey Town joke that I'm going to make repeatedly. So everybody buckle the fuck in for repetitive humor. Um, Which could also be GruntWorks' tagline. Um, So those are my (laughs) options. I don't know if you've been watching the chat, if any came in, or... Uh, just so many that i can't keep up with them uh the the audience is realizing how difficult my job is trying to come up with witty catchy titles i have to
1: just say preface that this is a non uh chalupa challenge episode oh really because there are no character actors which is a bit of a, a point that we'll get into later there is a character actor that isn't credited.
0: So, um, always
1: always the technicalities
0: to deprive these nice poor people of I their know, chalupas. I know, I know. Uh, so, there's nothing on the line here anyway. Far- Farrah is Farrah is upset in the group chat about this. That uh, aren't you know, we all? Uh, I'm upset in my heart. I'm going to give you a clue this
1: is one of the on the nose uh, titles.
0: Okay, on the nose. That somehow doesn't make it easier knowing I... it's on the nose.
1: Because it's like... just It is okay. exactly what it is, i.e. Jill's birthday.
0: Al's video. Correct. What the... <laughs> oh, man, of all the times not to be getting chalupas. Ah, that's... Ah. ah. And Come I kind of
1: wonder, I, I don't know, I doubt this is the case, but I wonder if it's a play on uh, Benny's video, the Michael Haneke <laughs> film. It came out. I think I don't think it hit U.S. It was came out in '92, but I don't think it hit U.S. until '94, uh, which would be two years before this. So it could be in the the cultural art house lexicon.
0: Yeah, and, it definitely and
1: could be. That film being you know about a kid who loses track between fact and uh, reality and fiction while he gets his new video camera, uh, and then goes and commits a murder. Yeah. And then does a confession on. This a spoiler alert for Benny's video. Uh, that's, you can't really spoil that movie. Uh, spoiler words usually but,
0: work better before the spoil but I'm, you know, I guess I the, do that too.
1: Here's the thing is uh, there's no Benny in this episode. W-
0: which might be why
1: I think we liked this vi- this episode <laughs> as, as much. I'm just saying maybe Al went and killed him and that's why it's called Al's Video. Okay, um, okay, like it, I like it. Al, Portrait <laughs> of a Serial Killer. <laughs> This episode aired October fifteenth, nineteen ninety six. Directed by Andrew Tsao, he seems to be becoming uh, a regular director this season. At least, uh, I bet we'll see a lot more of him. Um, I hope we do between now and the end of the series. Written by Ruth Bennett, this is her penultimate episode. Oh man, I'm I'm sad there'll be less of her. Cause, okay, I know, I know. Well, she wrote uh, three uh, episodes of last season: her cheat in mind, oh brother, mm-hmm. and the Bud Bowl. <clears throat> ah yes she wrote this one and then she has one more later this season then she's done
0: well as a, as a writer episode, at least yeah. we should yeah we should pour one out for her on her last episode because well, well, I, would, I don't want to I would but I have too much <laughs> too, too much technology happening here <laughs> and this was the, apparently the same air date as Fraser's The Impossible Dream which I now have to try and figure out which episode that was um Landon <laughs> yeah what did you think of this episode, what were your what personal it... reflections?
1: Uh, if anyone has uh, uh, thoughts that they'd like to give out, if you happen to watch this episode, uh, please let us know. We will um, we will review them in the chat box. But uh, I kind of love this episode. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there's a good dose of Al being Al, uh, Al being successful, which is always great. Uh, yeah. It was a smack in the face of 90s nostalgia. Uh, oh. At least with the technology, uh, return of one of my of my favorite uh, character actor from last season, um, the the waiter. Yes, Harry wasn't a total butthole, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, was that, they, they trimmed back on the buttholeness in a major <laughs> way. There was no Benny, um, and I like that they resolve their differences without like a big to do. Uh, yes, I think I'd mentioned this. I think it was on Discord actually uh, that I listened to an episode of Rob Lowe's podcast recently, where he was interviewing Jim Belushi, and I I'm completely neutral on Jim Belushi, but he was talking about his show according to Jim, and how they had a, a rule on that show where nobody apologizes to one another, mm. and and not to, not the like, um, not to the fact of like I don't need to apologize to you. It's just that. Every episode of television seems to be predicated on we get to a point where somebody apologizes and it just, yeah. you know, becomes repetitive and it, I think creates too much of a war between the characters. So I kind of like this idea. This is the first time I recognized it in Home Improvement that this is just like, oh, they resolved their shit without really having to just have a heart to heart, which was
0: good to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I I loved this episode quite a lot. I think this might be... uh, I think this is certainly my favorite episode that we've seen of the season thus far, and I think it would go in my pantheon of favorite home improvement episodes. It was... Wow. I, I know, I know. I Stop the presses, everybody. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like, I don't know, like, first and foremost, as, I mean, and maybe you felt some of this too, uh, as someone who's, like, made videos or tried to make movies with people before, oh, this Truman. episode was extremely relatable to me. <laughs> I,
1: I have uh, a little bit of a... Uh personal story that I'll drop later in the episode,
0: but... Ooh! Landon's personal story corner, <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's like, I don't know, somehow this is just, this This is more relatable to me in terms of it's, you know, uh, an experience I've actually had, not just like, yeah. let's make the best hot, you know, hot rod we can. I was about to say, let's make the best hot dog we can, and I have been in, in that situation. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I didn't really have too much of a problem with Tim in this episode. Like, Tim yep. obviously is being a dick, but like... Yeah, I, I like that that's, like, that's become a criteria on our list of like,
1: okay, what are we going to talk about with this episode? Was Tim or was Tim not problematic? Okay, check,
0: check. Yes. I mean, and, and the thing is like, Tim, Tim is being a dick, but that I feel like a lot of the time Tim is an asshole just because it's like funny and he wants to be. In this episode, he was being a dick because he had actual motivation. Like, I, yep. I like herb hitchcock's tool videos he's my idol of tool video making and i want to be like him it's like okay so there's at least a reason for it yeah and then um and then also like i i don't know i i liked the way that they kind of made amends and got back to things i liked seeing tim and al work together and be a team on something mm-hmm. and um and i think that the running gag about herb hitchcock is might be one of my favorite <laughs> comedy bits in the entire series i i was just floored by it well i mean okay that makes it sad. one of the people in our audience was with me when i watched the episode and i wasn't like you know lying on the ground needing supplemental oxygen because i thought it was so funny but was
1: yeah i'm glad you were uh forthcoming with that because you could be called out and uh he lies she already I, says I, you lie
0: this is this is the this is the extra aspect that uh, watching us live you get you get the, this the is, live fact checking. Yep, exactly. This is how careers are ended, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm like Brian Williams. I'm going to be relegated <laughs> to doing the eleven o'clock news. Uh,
1: before we go into it, I don't know why when you just took your hoodie off, it struck me. You know, seeing you on video for the first time in a long time. Um, how, I think if you blended you and me right now together into one person, we would make the dude. (laughs) You're, I have to say,
0: you have the, you have the hair, I've got the facial hair, I've got the sweater. Yeah, and I mean, I, am trying to think whose car is, well, I don't even have a car, uh, so, (laughs) I, but I'm a bad driver like the dude, so maybe maybe that matches it. God, we really we really are. Well, let's, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll make a white Russian later on in this thing. <laughs> um, let's get into this thing, shall we? Yes, let's. Okay,
1: let's. It's long overdue. We start uh, at Harry's Hardware, and the grunt creep, Alrighty, I'm just going to take us on a tangent. The grunt okay. creep, <laughs> We, we have this is a no-nonsense, we have no time. We have to get straight to business. This is why we have no time to waste, because we have to get to the things that we're going to waste time with. Uh, the grunt creep is measuring himself.
0: Wait, hey, hey, guys, come on. I mean, we've all.
1: <laughs> well, we, you're I wasn't going to the go...
0: Right <laughs> go there with it, but he, he
1: tries to like put his head to the ground and measure measure himself on the counter. And then he stands up
0: with like a measuring thing, uh, measuring tape. What do you think he's measuring himself for? I don't know like do you think he's like trying to be like a runway model or something like because if you want to be a runway model, you have to be a certain height like do you think he I see or, or either that or he's going to go to Disneyland and he doesn't know if he's tall enough to go on Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> That
1: or maybe he's measuring to
0: fit a modern underneath his uh, hat. <laughs> he he's already got his eye on the next job. About you know twenty five to thirty years from now, I'm going to want to be on a contractor's truck in in the in the valley. <laughs> modern home improvement. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that that would that, honestly, if they reboot Home Improvement, they should just call it Modern Home Improvement. Ex- <laughs> except that that guy has the copyright.
1: Yeah. Well, it would be a, a mashing of the Taylor family and uh, the Modern Family family families god that's that's let's go to fanfiction.net i'm sure someone has tried that <laughs> okay uh yes. i got another question for you so we start yes. the scene. tim is settling his bill with harry uh for the month um he hands him what
0: no i just think it's interesting that you can have a hardware store tab like norm peterson has a bar tab at cheers that is what i wanted to crack open
1: first of all i just have a question about this type of credit like why are you in such? Is Tim in such a hurry when he goes into the hardware store that he's like, I don't have time to spend the fifteen seconds to pull my credit card out and pay you. I'm just gonna take these, uh, you know, Phillips head screwdrivers and bolt, and I'll be back uh, momentarily.
0: I'm going to take these Phillips head screwdrivers and and bolt as in leave, or he's also buying a <laughs> bolt that he's going to take with him. That's Both. my first and thing. washers and yeah, all the yeah, whole yeah, nine yeah. yards. I also think that he he like uh, yeah if he, if he spends most of his time just hanging out there and drinking coffee and eating donuts i admittedly no no coffee and donuts in the uh in the uh in this episode so Uh, i missed that cameo
1: yeah mason just said he does create a lot of messes uh so maybe it's like he doesn't know the extent of the damage he's doing to the store at times and he's like just put it on my bill once you get it fixed and then give me the bill at the end of the month
0: that could that would make sense I suppose that could be it. I, I don't know. I feel like there should just be, I don't know. I, 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 this Harry's hardware in modern times for Tim would have to adopt some sort of OnlyFans <clears throat> model where you just buy a subscription to the store <laughs> and it gets debited out of your account. <laughs>
2: don't,
0: okay. I mean, yeah, in
1: in modern home improvement, that's what it would be. But um, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just It struck me as weird because I understand it at a bar where it's like you're drunk, you're you're drinking endless amounts of beer if you're norm peterson throughout the night you're not going to be able to keep
0: tabs on Ah. is that where
1: the is that where the term comes from
0: uh i think i know i think it comes from people who collected large amounts of the uh uh sugar-free beverage tab uh and you have (laughs) to keep your tabs because people would steal them it's it's so it's so delicious (laughs) it's so rare these days um anyway this this yeah but maybe but maybe Tim gets drunk off of tools. Maybe touching <laughs> well, we a socket he wrench is is Tim's like version of drinking a beer. Like <laughs> I really uh, I, now I want him to walk in and say afternoon everybody and and everyone yells Tim. Tim. Uh Harry hands him the bill and just like every
1: groom has done at a wedding for the last 10 years, he unfolds his vows and they fold down to his legs uh down to the ground. Um <laughs> The the credit is a lot, guys. That's the joke. Al comes running in,
0: and he's uh, announcing that he has been asked to star in his own video. Yes, and, and immediately immediately they say, oh, you mean the Al Borland workout video? And they, they then go into a rich vein of, of yep. comedy about about Al wearing a thong and running Abs a workout a class.
1: The last thing anyone wants to see is Al and a thong. Yes. And immediately in this episode, this is what, 40 seconds in, I'm like, oh, God, please, no, I don't want an entire episode of this. Yes. That being said,
0: g- generally, I can't... Th- th- thongs... There's a lot of people I don't want to see in a thong. Just, just period. So it's not just on. I think that's more of a. That's You're more part of, a shot of the problem.
1: You're part of the problem, sir.
0: Why? Because I'm prejudiced against thongs. <laughs> yes. Oh. F- okay. So we all know why Landon is not wearing the <laughs> special underwear I made to go with the special hat that I made him. It's because it wasn't a thong. Um, but yeah, no, I, I too had this concern. But this is about as mean as the episode gets. They take a couple shots at Al, and then he, uh, and then he just plows right through because he's so excited. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, he goes, no, no, it's a how-to video, and it's called How to
1: Stalk Your Your Toolbox. Uh, And he's like, it'll have all the tools you need. Binoculars, rubber gloves to go through their trash, dark sunglasses, a van with the name of a fake plumber on it, uh, a notebook uh, or a day planner so that you can keep tabs on a schedule.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's It's got... These are uh, the rules of
1: stock, stocking your, your toolbox.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Well, I mean, I think that it's also very important to find all of your toolboxes, Facebook, you know, social media profiles, <laughs> etc. Make a fake profile posing as, say, I don't know, an extension cord or something that a yeah. toolbox would be friends with, and then... Uh, and, uh, you know, friend him on there so you can keep track of what it's up to. I learned this, this watching is, Catfish. <laughs> this is 1996, so uh, those things uh, so don't it, yet exist. He, so it's just, I guess, Craigslist? They had <laughs> Craigslist then, didn't they? I don't oh, think God. so. I,
1: well, I don't know. When did Craigslist? I think Craigslist was a little bit later. How, how did people? So Friendster. Friendster, yeah. I think, would be the one. <laughs> I also, Well, whatever. I think that was, that was pre-Facebook, but post 9-11. Wow. um we <laughs> keep going harry asks uh if he can be a part of it uh he wants a role in it and al says
0: that it's ty- entirely up to the producer me <laughs> and and tim tim is so shocked that harry wants us he says you you know like like wait he says why do you do this you have you have all this dinner theater experience and uh, i didn't know you were an actor and harry <laughs> says well i was a waiter <laughs> So, I love this I love this backstory for Harry, the tough-as-nails Vietnam vet, is that he is, you know, presumably come back from the war, waiting tables at a dinner theater, but just, like, then back in the kitchen, he's <laughs> prancing and, and dancing and trying to sing.
1: But this now gives him less, um, less credence in criticizing Dolores. If he knows what Dolores has to go through day in and day out, I'm just saying, Harry... You got some
0: learning to do. Uh, <laughs> Empathy is the most important quality of an actor. He's really not taken any of the Meisner classes. <laughs> also saying uh, that it's also up to
1: the director, and then Al just sends a knowing look over to Tim.
0: Yeah, he he really wants Tim to direct it because he's he's saying you know like he, he basically flat out asks Tim and says, "Could you come on board?" And Tim is. Tim is reluctant at first, but Al is saying all this stuff about how, you know, oh, well, you gave gave Tool Time a visual style that hasn't been seen on a cable tool show. (laughs) You took Tool Time from the ground up. Let's face it, you're a legend. Now, I don't (laughs) think... Now, on the one hand, Tool Time is unlike any other tool show. I don't think anyone can take that away from Tool Time. Uh, I would agree with you. But talking about its visual style as though Emmanuel Lubezki is filming them talking about how to apply sealant, I, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 less of a visual style and more of a vibe, more of just a feeling. Yeah, also
1: that's I I don't I've never gotten the impression that Tim's the director of Tool Time. I yeah. thought he might have been the producer and or creator at one point. Those are all kind of amorphous now, but definitely I've never got the sense of director.
0: Uh, It gave me the it it put me in mind of like when the Farrelly brothers uh, uh, like they wrote the script for Dumb and Dumber and all the studios really liked it. And they were like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, this is great. Here's all the money. You guys can direct it. And the Farrelly brothers were like, wait, we don't know how to direct movies. We've never done this. We just wrote a script about two dumb guys. And like so and they kind of had to learn on the go. So I feel like it's. I, but this seems like the sort of situation that would happen to Tim, where Al just assumes that he knows how to direct, and then Tim goes ahead with it. And I almost that thought that sense. this that this episode would go in that direction of Tim not knowing what he's doing. Instead, the the it seems to go in the direction of Tim <laughs> act knowing what he's doing too much, almost, which is a rare <laughs> thing.
1: Uh, so uh, Tim's like he thinks about it as as Al's building him up there. He's like, hmm, and then it dawns oh. on him. He's like. There's no money in this, is there?
0: Not a nickel. Yeah. And if you could bring a sack lunch. <laughs> that is a funny, funny line I laughed out loud. <laughs> and, of course, huge props to to uh, Richard Karn on delivery because he nailed yeah. it. Like, if you could bring a sack lunch? Um, <laughs> He's got
1: a number of, of good points in here that I uh, want to bring up <laughs> later in the episode. But Th-
0: This episode is a tour de force of Richard Karn acting.
1: <laughs> um, Harry suggests that they could film it in Harry's hardware. Uh Which I want to point out, wasn't this a big problem on Tool Time before when Al took over? Okay, and I also have a question later on that isn't Al co-owner of Harry's Hardware? And wasn't it a problem when Al was trying to promote Harry's Hardware on Tool Time?
0: You know, I think that the – like – I completely forgot that storyline until you reminded me of it. But, yeah, I guess there was a cross-promotion issue. I, I, maybe time heals all wounds. Maybe Al has gotten so enmeshed with Harry's hardware that it's uh, that it's no longer a thing. Or maybe he has a controlling share now. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. I have a question about that later on. But uh, Tim mulls Tim this over for all of
1: 30 seconds, and he agrees. Uh, it says we'll film this at Harry's hardware, and what? Uh, he, they
0: rejoiced. Yeah, he yeah, said— He says, uh, you know, well, Harry says you should film it here, and and Al says, well, as producer, I'd have to talk to my director. And then he kind of gives Tim a long look, and Tim (laughs) thinks about it and says, well, as director, I'd have to okay it with my producer. And Al is so happy and excited, (laughs) and they, like, hug each other and are jumping up and down, and I want to, like... I loved that moment, and I want to bottle that moment because the joy that Al feels at being validated by Tim is infectious. And then Tim's clear excitement to be working with Al—like I don't know I, like it. It's this vision of a more like friendly and convivial relationship between the two of them that I wish that we saw more of, because I thought that was really cute. Two two yeah, bros excited to make a movie. Soon to learn that <laughs> making a movie with your bro is not a good thing for your broness. Uh, which gets real real and uh, close to reality
1: uh, later in this episode. We get a video uh, camera transition to the theme song, and yes. um, I had one note about this theme song. As we are at the end of the year, and we... Think back to um, you know all we lost over the course of the year. Yes, the BattleBot uh, Steamroller thing that Tim creates in there really made me miss Grant Imahara. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, that one yeah. hit me hard this year.
0: Yeah, that was that was a real that was a real shock to lose Grant Imahara from uh, from uh, MythBusters. Um, to, total total downer of a thing to think. I was trying to think of like how do I bring some levity, but yeah, no, it sucks that that dude died. Gone, gone before his time. <laughs> we could have uh, just had a moment of silence and then bring it back. <clears throat> okay, so can't after, wait for the, you to edit that out. <laughs> well, no, uh, but the, the audience, the, the audience, the live audience oh, yeah, will okay, remember. Right, this will yes, go. This yes. will go viral on Reddit. Uh, so we get back into the uh back to the uh, Taylor house where yes. big news. Jill just got a new computer, a brand new laptop.
1: And immediately, she has all of the components sprawled over the table, and I think, my God, how big is this computer? I don't remember (laughs) computers being that big in 1996. Uh, But no, it just turns out it's a laptop that she's snapping
0: together. Um, Hearing hearing Mark say, it's a really cool laptop, just... (laughs) I don't know i mean just maybe it's just because i'm also in the glow of having just gotten my own really cool new laptop but I, I i don't know i this is the sort of stuff i've been waiting for for so long is for the tailors to talk about computers do you want me to grab that uh, audio of mark saying that as your new text message tone so that you could just live in that for a little while i want that sound to play every time i boot up my laptop is just tara noah smith saying it's a really cool laptop um okay I, uh, mason is saying that no 90s laptop was cool I think that maybe they weren't cool at the time, but now with the benefit of hindsight, seeing one of those chonky old briefcase-sized <laughs> laptops, it's kind of cool. Well, it, um, you know, here, here's what would be cool is if you could gut one of those laptops and make it into a briefcase. Ooh, that would be neat. Like the, uh, like uh, I don't know, I've seen, I've seen cell phone cases that look like one of those old timey '80s bricks. <laughs> exactly. Like you put your modern cell phone inside of it, but it looks the, the Zach Morris phone. <laughs> Yeah, it's the single least practical thing in the world. I'm going to make this larger and clunkier and not have screen access. Well, you
1: also have to remember, though, you know, as we put our our cell phones in our back pockets, in the '90s, pants were a lot baggier, so you could still put that phone in your back pocket and it would fit.
0: Yeah, that was that was also why suits were so big back then, and and why and why uh, why ties were so thick. You could hang your phone on the back of it, like on like on. How the many receiver. of those cell
1: phones do you think stopped bullets in the '80s? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean there's probably there's probably a few stockbrokers who are still alive today because of those phones, unfortunately. <laughs> oh my um, goodness. But um, yeah, so they're going through it and then Brad and Randy walk in carrying the sports
1: uh the Binford sports ball for the first time in a long time. I haven't seen that in a while.
0: Is it a Binford computer while we're at it? If if like like does Binford make computers? <laughs> I don't know stuff? that I would
1: I don't know that I would trust them with computers, but I wouldn't put it past them for trying. I, I'd want to install Bindos
0: ninety-five on my computer. Um <laughs> Yes, yeah, so they come in, and Jill is, Jill is... Okay, one one thing to make clear is that Jill yeah. explains to them that Tim crashed her old computer, and yeah. my notes there are just how, how, how. I want <laughs> I, I, I think we kind of get an idea in a moment, but I, I really, like... I, I, I have this headcanon where it's like, you know, everyone assumes Tim is looking at porn, but in fact it was that he was <laughs> looking up pictures of cars, but he downloaded a virus.
1: Well... Uh, It's kind of an Ikea bit, They're kind of the
0: same thing, I think, uh, for Tim. But um, it's a
1: laptop, and so these aren't components that this isn't uh, that they're putting (laughs) uh, together as like a monitor and a uh, CPU and everything. Uh, They walk in, and she starts going through everything, and she goes, okay, so I've got my laptop. I've got my CD-ROM. I've got my scanner, and I've got my external tape drive. Um, Do we need to explain what any of those things are? An external
0: <laughs> tape drive. I, I just, I picture it like a, I almost, I, that, that sounds like an eight track deck for your computer. Well, it like kind of, just... it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they were, um, God, am I old enough to remember what these are? Oh, Jesus. So they were like kind of cassette tapes that you would find, you know, like mini TV tapes or they were specific magnetic tapes that you could store and archive data on. Yeah. Um, kind of an alternate to floppy disks. But you could, you know, they had
0: bigger space on them. So is it kind of like, like when we're making the jump from floppy disks to whatever the next thing was going to? Be, it was sort of like the that's like the HD DVD of its yes. time. Like we H- all went with Blue HD R- DVD R- or Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it's it's the Betamax <laughs> of computers. Okay, it's the laser disc of computers. Um, yeah, but uh, so yeah, she's got she's got all this stuff, and the boys right away start kind of quoting her a bunch of jargon about how sh- what she's got to do to set up her computer. Brad is telling her about the external tape drive, I, I wrote. You, I wrote. I wrote down this entire. Oh, you wrote down here. all of it. Yeah. Good. Good. So the three boys are all
1: standing around her, and she's like, "Okay, so I'm ready to do this." And and Brad just starts in by saying, "All right, before you boot up the CPU, you got to hook up all your peripherals. Yeah, and then you got to uh, load all your drivers. And then when you're finished, you have to load all of your software to make sure you have a Terminator in your SCSI port. And then you got to program your new computer to interface with your old printer by selecting the driver from the chooser.
0: Good luck." <laughs> so. I mean, do, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like the biggest, my biggest takeaway from that is that even, like there was never a time when it was simple to get your computer hooked <laughs> up to your printer. Like it never, like, yeah, like no, two never. days ago, I had uh, the worst time trying to print something here in the in the 21st century. <laughs> well, yes, and uh, Landon, as someone who knows more about technology than me, how yeah. much of that was a real thing? Because in the chat, Honestly, people are asking. Uh,
1: it's, it, I think it was 100% correct, whether or not, All of those things individually exist, whether or not they all apply to this one laptop and this one setup? That's another question, but SCSI ports exist, uh, as we discussed already. I, I should hope after the amount of time we've given them on our podcast. I don't know that you would call your laptop itself a CPU. That I mean, that to me, that's the board inside of it. I don't know why you would phrase it that way. That feels a little weird. Your peripherals are the things you're plugging in. You remember the like the, the old school printers you had to plug in? They had the 30-pin thing, and they had to like, mm. screw it in. Yeah. Yeah. Those are your peripherals. I mean, those are all th-
0: things. I don't think they all apply here. <laughs> I It's, it's kind of like on Breaking Bad when they would talk about all the ingredients in meth and show them making it. And then real meth heads like wrote in and were like, um, that's not how you do it. Like it, it's they they got every, they got all the bits and pieces around, but they're not combined in the right way. Uh, possibly. And, you know, maybe that's just the kids trolling Jill. It's kind of hard to tell where the kids being tech savvy ends and the kids trolling their parents begins. It's a very, it's a very it's thin line. Um, so, but then the, the kids kind of depart and leave Jill flummoxed by, um, you know, technology, the future, etc. cetera. And Tim is very <clears throat> excited about the new computer and says, uh, hope you got my favorite game, Monkey Town. <laughs> now, okay, should we pose this? What is
1: Monkey Town? What is Monkey Town? You I... used to write blurbs and and copy for
0: video games. Sir, what is Monkey Town? I wrote, well I wrote I I wrote mainly trailers for video games. If I had to promote <laughs> Monkey Town, I would say that it would be kind of similar like a very low-res version of the game goat simulator if anyone's familiar with that (laughs) where you just play as a goat or or kind of like untitled goose game like any game where you play as an animal who just kind of goes around ruining people's (laughs) days so i feel like it's kind of like a little bit of like one of the throwing your feces at people (laughs) yeah more or less like i think it's basically like one of the early grand theft auto games that were completely isometric and top down Uh, and, and, you know, it's kind of an open world and you go around from tree to tree and, uh, I guess try to collect bananas. Okay. So it's a little (laughs) bit Donkey Kong country. uh, Yeah. I was going to say
1: it's, it's definitely the lock blocks version of Donkey Kong, uh, which is, um, starring, you know, the iconic character, Monkey King.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm sure Yes. Well, Return of the Monkey King, uh, (laughs) I think I was well deserved in in winning all of those Oscars, although a bit long. They ended it like six times. Uh, Also, Uh, Mason pointing out that he thinks it's a point and click monkey type adventure. I'm not gonna lie. I'd play that. Well, I mean, it sounds... Kind of, okay, because there was a video game called Monkey Island in the late 90s, oh, so... Oh, I've heard yeah, of it. I've never Arts. played it. Yeah, It was apparently quite good. I didn't play it either. I was... LucasArts did a lot of point-and-click stuff.
1: I played Full Throttle, which is point-and-click, uh, mm. pretty pretty extensively back in the day.
0: Yeah, and I played... so uh, There was some point-and-click Indiana Jones game that I played a little bit as a kid and mm. was very frustrated that I couldn't, like, you know, shoot Nazis directly. Um... <laughs> But yeah, Monkey Town. Ta- like I don't know. I, I but Monkey Town is just Tim's fascination with it, and the fact that there's just a monkey simulator game. I uh, and later on when he's playing it, he's talking about gameplay mechanics like picking lice out of other monkeys and stuff. That I, I don't know. Well, I, okay,
1: we'll get we'll get to that point because I do have a question about the progression uh, in that game uh, when he when we go through that scene. But um,
0: anyway, but but Landon, yeah, forget about it, Landon. It's Monkey Town. Okay, no, that's two. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Just keeping the count this episode? Uh, he tells the her that Chinatown
1: he's, he's uh, um, directing Al's video and uh, suggests uh, – he's really excited about this and suggests to Jill that if he does it right, uh, he could sell Binford on doing how-to videos and that he could be the next Hitchcock. Uh, yes. Putting out titles like Rear Window Treatment, <laughs> The Bird's House, To uh, Catch a Thief, which is just all about alarms. Yeah. The man when who di- knew too much about hardware.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Dial M for molding. <laughs> and, of course, Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca, which is the name of the new tool tool girl who they get to replace Heidi when she goes on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and maybe frenzy, parentheses, for fixing the carpets in my, uh, <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> and North by North Westinghouse. Westinghouse makes tools, don't they? Uh, appliances at the very least, and you gotta yeah, fix appliances. It, it was a, it was, it, it was a bit improv, uh. <laughs> but yeah, she. So Jill, you know, Jill says like, "Well, Hitchcock didn't make, you know, Alfred Hitchcock didn't make, uh, didn't make tool videos." And Tim goes, "No, Herb Hitchcock, the the most. It was Herb Hitchcock, der." <laughs> and so That's Tim a- starts, you know, it's, Tim starts reading through like a bunch of the a bunch of the different titles that Herb Hitchcock made. How to make a cabinet. How to repair a rock? How old Just, that one's out there? How old are these videos? <laughs> how also, to make a t- yeah? You know, you know, you know who could do with a video called how How to repair a rock? George W. Bush. Am I right, folks? Wow, topical. Yeah. How to yes. make a table? How to make a table? Part de. Uh
1: And she says, "Is that the one you made us watch on our wedding night?" <laughs> no, that was how to fix a squeaky bed. <laughs> I mean, the audience went apeshit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were they were No, they didn't do it. They didn't do that. They did not just say that. They did do that. They I did. can't Well they they did they have three kids. They did that a couple times and it took a total of six minutes. Uh I I don't know. I can't ever be too surprised though about home improvement getting raunchy after the episode where Mark is referring to the the somersault contests that mommy and daddy have after uh, after they have a fight. That was pretty early on. It was no, it was like two seasons ago. It just feels like a very long time ago. Maybe, yeah. But then, but, but and then and then you know, ju- like something like, oh well, did you win? Yeah, I won twice. Like that, that I don't know. Nothing can make me go woo more than more than that reference. That was that was peak woo for you. It's all been downhill since. E- yes. Pe- <laughs> peekwoo that's the uh, that's the new version of Peacock, the NBC app. Um It's only <laughs> for porn or saucy references on sitcoms. Mm, yes. We get uh mm. videotapes jumping out of the bag that Tim has,
1: uh transitioning us back to Harry's hardware. And yes. uh Tim is behind the
0: camera and Action. Yes, so Al is uh Al is explaining and kind of doing an introductory bit for his video, and the the camera is just Tilting back and forth, and so such in and bad.
1: Kind of... I mean, like, not even stylistic. It just looked like the guy had to adjust his uh, uh, weight for a second, and the
0: camera tilts to the side. And furthermore, this is a pro- like Tim is directing the <laughs> cameraman, but this is a professional cameraman who presumably knows what he's doing. But it's just all back and forth. Those of you listening at home can't see the way I'm tilting back and forth, but believe me, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, and Al's delivery is like oddly intense it's like al has kind of forgotten how to be on camera welcome to how to sock your toolbox i'm
1: al borland your host al borland come with me to aisle one as we explore the world of screwdrivers Uh, which by the way the world of screwdrivers sounds like it would be a primetime show on uhf
0: Uh, the or the world of screwdrivers sounds like a bar in Vegas that only sells you like $18 <laughs> orange juice and vodka cocktails, but you can have different types of artisanal uh artisanal orange juice. Nice. Uh yeah, so they uh so You know, you know, Tim calls cut. Okay, Al, you were great. And then Tim takes the cameraman over to where the screwdrivers are and starts giving him a lots of like very, very intense micromanaging direction about how. Okay, I want to start with a slow panoramic shot and then zoom in really close on the socket wrenches and then pan over to this. And that Landon probably wrote down exactly what it is. I did not. But uh, Al Al protests that uh, it's getting too complicated. And then they only have two days to shoot this in. Yes, but uh, but Tim kind of just dismisses him and say like he has this this bit that he does a couple of times. And it's like, don't you worry about it, little a little buddy, little bubkin. Little bubkin. Where did that come from? That came out of
1: nowhere. Uh, and I don't know why Al wouldn't just immediately tell him to fuck off.
0: I think I know why Al would not tell him to fuck <laughs> off. It's for the same reason, like, this is, calling him Little Bupkin is the, like, least disrespectful thing Tim has ever done to Al. Like, like, But it's the tone. I, Tim's never taken quite such a condescending tone with him. I mean, it's, I mean... It's yeah, so dismissive. I agree, it's very dismissive, but it's also dismissive to... Like bring every conversation with Al around to either Hey Al, you're fat. Hey Al, your mom is fat. So like this is a step in the right direction, I think.
1: Well, I don't know. Um, yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, Al wants to keep it simple and direct, and Tim
1: uh, says, Well, I want to take your simple and direct and expand it and make it good. Uh, <laughs> gives him the little trust me, little bumpkin. Come on. And um, this is the point where I want to bring up just real quick. I'm not going to take us down too far of a detour. Truman, uh, did you know? That I actually starred in uh, a series of how-to videos. <laughs>
0: Is this a bit? Because no. I did not no, know it's this. It's a real. It's a real thing. No, uh, I remember. I remember seeing you in a video about some kind of Long Beach cultural event at Hall the harbor. harbor. I was. I was a s- spokesperson for movies on the beach in Long Beach one year. Uh,
1: yeah. Th- no. No. That's not this. Uh, it that was... was great. I loved that. You should have <laughs> gone pro with that shit. <laughs> I did a, a series of three how-to videos for
0: uh public access about how to use. Um... Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to try and guess what it was. How to okay, use. All right. How to use. uh <laughs> Is it like the library card catalog system? Is it like how to use the Dewey Decimal system? I'm trying to think uh, of a way to, to, to link it to horror films. No. How, how to use a fake I mean, outside blood of just the...
1: <laughs> how, to, how to set up a squib. Um. No, it was how to use the, like, uh, Canon Mini DV cameras. Oh, God. All the settings, like white balance and focus and manual focus, focus, autofocus, where to put the (laughs) tape in, how to rewind it,
0: how to record. When I was in journalism school uh, taking electronic media classes, we had Canon mini DV cameras, and they spent, like, an entire semester teaching us how to use those, and I'm pretty upset that I could have just watched three videos that you made (laughs) instead of, like... Uh, you know, spending all that time and my family's money on it. Um oh, wow, okay. Man. so so and these uh, these
1: definitely existed when
0: you were in that school. So I could have uh, sent them to you. You I could not know a, you at the time, but you could have been an adjunct professor, really., <laughs> uh, so how successful were these videos? I mean, how and also how long did it take to shoot them?
1: Uh, we improvised them. Uh, so that's it just took an afternoon. Uh, thats it was me and another host. Um I was so, kind of play he was the main guy, and I was playing the kind of asshole Tim Taylor character, but I was playing the assistant, not the whatever, but we don't need to go into the things that people are never going to see.
0: So... So I feel so like Herb Hitchcock was known for his his very meticulously constructed and big budget uh, instructional videos. But I feel like you were more improvisational vibe. That was more like uh, Frank Altman, who is known for his very <laughs> long winded and uh, kind of instructional yeah. Uh, yeah. videos where people uh, exactly. the sound mixing is kind of bad. There's like Gosford parking garage. It was there's <laughs> like it was a tapestry of interwoven stories uh, between all of the hosts. There, yeah. there was his uh you know and there was his his cooking instructional video mashed potatoes uh, oh uh <laughs> and uh about how to how to uh you know how to take a pair of jeans and make them into cutoffs short cut offs. Okay, anyway, <laughs> I I hope you guys like Robert Altman films because these jokes are otherwise just me and Landon making each other laugh. Um well, okay, so based on based on that uh like was this episode tough for you to watch though based on your experience? No, no, no? not at all.
1: uh i just thought that the the title of the videos were called how's
0: how how's how how's how i take issue with those i'll try and come up with some better titles over the course of the over the course of the episode for your how-to videos you already made (laughs) thank you um we get a dissolve from that to
1: a little bit later uh where they are filming the wrenches and uh they get it perfect and then tim says one more time Uh, and this is where we start to get the sense that Al's a little frustrated with uh, uh, how this is
0: starting out. He's taking too much time. He's being a perfectionist. Yes, he's. You know, he say, if it was perfect, why do we need to do it one more time? You know, we're behind schedule. We only have we only have two days. You know, to do this, we have to be out of the. We have to be out of Harry's hardware by four o'clock. And Harry kind of. Sidles up and says, "You know, yeah, you got to be out here by four, but I will let you stay late if you give me a role in it." And <laughs> he he says, "I do a great Brando." Stella.
1: Now, okay, I have uh, I have a better impression that he could have used here. I'm a little disappointed. Um, so I'm gonna ask you. I, we're gonna get in character here, okay? Okay. Okay. You're gonna be here. Uh, you're gonna be Tim. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. I want you to ask me. Um, I want you to ask me. If you can
0: uh, film past four. <clears throat> hey, uh, Harry, uh, could we uh, stay past four and uh, keep shooting in here?
1: Well, um, maybe if you make me an offer, I can't refuse.
0: <laughs> it's good. That's right. that, that, what? See? I don't know. I don't uh, I don't know what movie that is. <laughs> is that Bayonet Hell? <laughs> bayonet Hell. Oh, that's right. That's one of the movies. they. they it sounds like a Sam Fuller movie, though. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. Um, no, that was beautiful. That that was really, uh, that was really good. He does get into, yeah, his brand, you, you could do more dinner theater than, than Harry. Although Harry might've been a better waiter than you. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Um,
1: this is where my, my confusion about Al's, uh, involvement in Harry's hardware comes up. Okay. If they're complaining that they can't film past four, doesn't, al co-own it therefore wouldn't he have a say in that
0: i mean maybe part of their contract is that all of the all of the media rights stay with harry or something like that or maybe or or maybe <laughs> okay. this is also an option maybe al just forgot that he is a co-owner of just doing, he's so wrapped up in what he's doing is yeah yeah i know I, no, I i think
1: i mean he is uh, as mason's asking is Al not a keyholder? holder? Um, yeah, I think he is. So it just seems silly to me that uh, that he would have to bow down to ask uh, Harry for permission. But I guess Al... Maybe Al has a, a
0: kink to be cupped. <laughs> I mean, well, that honestly... Wow. That would explain why he has stayed on Tool Time for all these years, where he is constantly... <laughs> <laughs> where he is constantly being humiliated. Um... Yes, it is a it is a real gate cap uh, gatekeeper keymaster situation though over there at Harry's Hardware. <laughs> Makes me wonder about Eileen. Maybe she's the key
1: holder. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so. we dissolve to a little bit later. They're filming chisels, take sixteen. Yes. And this is my favorite moment of Al in the episode because he is he arms pressed up on the, the counter, his shoulders high. You could tell. You could just see the stress and frustration in his shoulders. And uh, he is just as he's going through this chisels, or you finding the right chisel for the job is, and he just keeps looking off camera at Tim with these angry little asides, which are just so freaking
0: funny to me, and and you know Tim eventually. <laughs> Tim eventually calls Cut, and he comes in to give Al direction. He says, "Can you try combining take three and take six, a little bit of take nine, and then pretend that your mother left your father for a chisel?" And, and okay, Al's go. Like, what? <laughs> use that. Use that. Uh, but he can't because Miguel
1: has run out of tape. And this is this brings us to our character actor who is uncredited. He has Ooh. a line. He has a name. He has an action, and yet he's not credited. So uh, he's a I,
0: ghost. I,
1: <laughs> one of I, I want to say I think that we've actually seen Miguel in the past and we came up with the same issue. Uh, I couldn't tell you what episode or what the situation was
0: but um I feel like that was the case. do you think that this actor is in the witness protection program and they <laughs> they just like I, he's, he's calling his case officer and he's like look I know I know that the mob is looking for me but I got a really good role I walk on on home improvement. Also, uh, perhaps. Do you think that I made this same joke last time he showed up and he didn't have a name or anything? Because I feel like I default also, to witness protection program also, when we don't perhaps know a name. <laughs> um, but so he goes, he goes out to uh, get more Whoa. tape, and then Tim, uh, Tim. <laughs> Tim says, okay, we need to get some makeup, and Al says, Oh, why do I do I need to touch up? And he says, No, but the uh, no, but the, the, the tools are looking a little too shiny, and so he goes outside and starts looking for the makeup person. And this is the only part, part in the episode. I'm not gonna make a big gripe about it, but
1: just from a reality perspective, it makes no sense. Why Tim knows there's no makeup person for the tools, that there's no makeup for the tools. Why is he going outside?
0: <laughs> I, Why is he uh, pretending
1: this is a real thing?
0: Well, there was a, there is a crowd of people visible outside the store who we later find out are customers waiting to get in uh, yeah. once the store reopens. I assumed that it was like, no, that Tim has just closed the set, but there's an entire film crew out there <laughs> all all working at Tim's uh, Beck and Call. Just local 4 Channel
1: News, uh Channel 4 Local News is what I meant to say, uh, yeah. out there to to see get a behind the scenes Uh, What was – God, what was that 90s uh, – Entertainment Tonight is out there looking for a (laughs) behind-the-scenes glimpse at Tim's uh, first directorial debut. Yeah, John Tesh is going to interview Tim (laughs) and then do a song. Uh, But so – Okay, Tim – Just just as a pause, I honestly, considering that we've heard John Tesh's uh, uh, NBA basketball theme, I would love to hear him do a rendition of the Tool Time theme song. (laughs) What, just John Tesh grunting into the
0: mic? (laughs) No, the Tool Time theme song. The grunt oh, they theme. T- oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I would like to hear that. Yeah, his, his take I think it. I, I think it would be a banger. I would also like to hear John Tesh grunting into the microphone. Let's be honest. <laughs> I want that, too. Um, So, but Tim goes outside, and then Al turns... Okay, Atlanta, do, you, do we want to... Should I be Al, and do you want to be Harry again for this? Yeah, yeah. For this okay, script? yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So, Tim has just left, and Al is in distress. <sighs> yeah. Harry... Oh, Harry! Ex- sorry, eh, give me the
1: line again. I, sorry, I was I was getting into wow, character.
0: Landon, how many educational <laughs> films did you star in? Uh, I'm I just I was, <laughs> sorry, to I was I'm method. I need, really need to live the part before I get into it. You know, you know when Christian Bale like lost his shit on the set of Terminator <laughs> Salvation? Like this is folks, this is what I deal with every other week. Okay. Tom Cruise just did that. I know you weren't on Twitter recently, but Tom yeah, Cruise not, just did a thing. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not wearing a mask either. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Harry. <laughs> It's it's the thing is it sounds like there's
1: another line coming. No, and it he doesn't just matter. Harry. <laughs> okay, he goes, uh uh Harry. And he goes, "You talking to me? You talking to me?" See, that was worth the wait, I think. Imagine, the thing is Harry is so bad this. at the impressions.
0: Yes. Yes, he's so good, but he's he's trying so hard and he's auditioning every moment throughout the episode, which I think you is You talking to me? That's good. I would, I would, I would put you in my tool video right now.
1: Um, the but, thing is, but, uh, the people who can't see my face, which I don't, also think is very good. Uh, it goes hand in hand with with the voice. So, and, like, if you just hear the
0: voice, it doesn't sound like De Niro at all. I feel like so much of a De Niro impression is just doing the face, and yeah, see, like, like Landon's not even making sounds right now, but he's doing a De Niro impression that is very. If like, I if I
1: go too long, it tends to look like Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> It's just my mouth going up and down.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um <laughs> So, uh but Al is confiding in Harry and saying, "Look, Tim is out of control. We're going way over schedule, way over budget. What are we going to do?" Harry is saying, "Yeah, I got all these customers outside waiting to come in, and you know, Tim is Tim is taking too much time." And then we hear Tim outside going, "Like, hey, quit, quit waiting around out here. You're getting in our shot. Get the hell out of here. Go away." I and got Harry- a point of order here. Yes, there are. There's a line
1: of customers. Yes, outside. Yes, waiting. Yes. At 4 p.m. Like to get into a hardware
0: store. Like, is this the only hardware store in town, for one thing? <laughs> and did everybody's <laughs> toilets break at the same time? Did they just watch the series finale of MASH I mean, and everybody flushed? I don't know. I mean, do we assume that Harry's hardware is in Hamtramck? I don't know. But, like...
1: I came from a suburb. Uh, I think is similar. Like there's def- there was definitely like the historic hardware store downtown where I grew up. <laughs> the the it's historic like- hardware store district where all the hardware stores <laughs> were. If you couldn't get into that hardware store, you just go to the department store. And it's like you're shit out of luck. You know that that uh, mom and pop owner is shit out of luck. They're going to you know the corporate place to get their nuts and bolts and their screws and washers and dryers.
0: You know, Home Improvement exists in a fantasy world uh, bef- where there is no Walmart and where everything is mom-and-pop businesses and the <laughs> only show is Tool Time. And the only video game is Monkey Town. Um, so, uh, yeah, aye aye Harry- aye. so, yes, Tim has run off this this mob of customers waiting outside the store like the crowds whenever a new Harry Potter book is released. You know, the people would then crowd up outside the hardware store to buy the new is Harry that Potter happened? book. Yeah, that- that's where I always got mine. Um, but... <laughs> Harry tells Al that he needs to fire Tim, and Al says... <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he, oh, wait, sorry, go ahead. You got it. Well, no, Al, Al says, I can't fire Tim. He's my good friend. And my note is just, no! <laughs>
1: well, he, he the line, which I really love Al's or Richard Carnes' performance of this, is like, because you could feel the weight of the entire series here. He goes, I can't fire Tim. He's my good friend. I'm going to have to reason with him. <laughs>
0: And Harry just gives him a look. Like, this is a this is what makes this such a great episode. Like, he says this with such disdain, and Harry has this, like, Harry gives him this look that's like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so uh, Tim comes back in.
1: Al tries to fire him, uh, but Tim okay-bupkins him one more time and uh, heads out. And uh, then Al turns to Harry. He's like, you know, what am I going to do? And Harry's like, frankly, Al, I don't give a damn.
0: Good running bit. I love it. Rule of threes. It's perfect. I, also I can't really, tell if you're being facetious or not. No, no, no. I'm not being fa- I, I genuinely thought this was funny. It was like well-constructed bits. I also really <laughs> like that we learned our lesson and didn't try to set this one up as another impression bit. And just like, we have not well, got time to do seven we takes.
1: We don't. We don't. But also, that's a hard impression to, to nail, I think.
0: Frankly my dear I don't uh, yeah I'm just doing a funny I mean, voice I'm not doing You it.
1: have to like you have to I think the setting of the Gone with the Wind like at the end of UHF to bring that back up that sells that impression because it, you can tell very much it's this sweeping southern romance um just saying it I'm glad I took the time to explain it it was almost
0: as golden as fucking up the impressions the first time. <laughs> well, yes, and, and also just the fact that we are positioning ourselves as like impressions experts when really the the single most consistent thing about our show is us being bad at it. Anyway, at, we get a chisel-cracks yes. the screen in half to a commercial. We yes. come back from the commercial,
1: and we are at a, a fancy-schmancy restaurant. Question, another point of
0: order. Fancy. Why
1: restaurant. are Al and, and Tim eating at a fancy restaurant?
0: Is this coming out of the production budget? I I honestly think it is. I kind of loved that this scene was set here. I love. I, I think it was probably Al's idea. Like, oh, if I'm gonna fire Tim, I have to take him out to a nice day. Like, Al read this in a management <laughs> book or Public something. Public place. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're at a fancy. They're drinking wine. They have like nice food in front of them. I I don't know. I. I I liked this. I really liked that they went there. And I also liked that we get into the scene and Al kind of right away, like, just asserts himself. Like, I was really scared that the rest of the scene was going to be just Al trying to pussyfoot around it and Tim and more humor coming out of Tim, like, just being ignorant of it or not listening. But Al, you know, is talking about, yeah, you know, Tim, well, Al is saying, you know, we're really behind schedule. What are we going to do? I think we need to make a change. And Tim is saying, yeah, you should talk to the production company, ask them for more time and more money. And Al says, (laughs) more time and some more do re mi. Mm, Yes. Yes. (laughs) I I forgot about his, his, his beautiful industry lingo. Um, (laughs) But then Al, uh, Al just says, no, I was actually thinking we could get a new director. And it was just immediately like, where was this al all these years this al who is open about about getting what he wants yeah, I, I, seriously. I like this assertive al and tim's like you're thinking of fire me and Al's was like you've given
1: me no choice he's being very rational i, I actually yeah.
0: yeah i really love this turn in now yes yes you know what i it, it probably what it is he had some he had some chicken piccata and a couple glasses of <laughs> wine and that gave him the gave him the, the the juice that he needed to uh to assert himself but so yeah they get it so you know, there's this back and forth and Tim saying that Al's got all the wrong ideas and, and Tim just wants the thing to be good. And Al counters, well, they asked me to do it because they like my style. So then they get into a big fight over who's going to pay the check. The yeah. snooty waiter. This is the same restaurant that, that they went to uh, when, you know, Tim's shop teacher who's dating yes. his mom. They caught him there. With the, anyway, yep. the same snooty waiter is there as well. My Comes favorite character the, this, actor from last, last season. Did you like him as much in this episode?
1: Not by any fault of his. I just felt like the scene they gave him was much less funny. Yes,
0: yeah, certainly. Um, uh, but I
1: do, I do love the the very first line, and it, it teased me a little bit with like, oh, I'm going to get more uh, more from this. He starts his line out by you know bringing the uh, the dessert tray right under their noses, and uh, he goes, "May I tempt you with some alluring creations from our pastry chef?" Uh, and I,
0: my note was, I want to be tempted by some alluring creations. What, so even though this episode had so much setting at, at Harry's Hardware and there were no donuts there, we did get baked goods in another scene. <laughs> it's true. We will um, always be made hungry by this show. Antonio, uh,
1: yeah, is the name of the character, uh, the waiter. And it kind of goes downhill from there. They're already in the middle of an argument. And there was, it was poised for him to insert himself in a funny way they just didn't play with it i guess you know you have to cut corners somewhere but it's like why why bring an ace to the table if you're going to you
0: know fold immediately <laughs> well you know i'm sure that i'm sure that the director wanted the scene to be very big and very intricate but then they only had one day left to finish shooting so they had to make an artistic compromise <laughs> but Andrew Sal was fired he was trying exactly. to be too much like hitchcock yes yes bud hitchcock the noted uh, sitcom director <laughs> um but they uh, yeah, they get in a fight over who's going to pay the check, and Al storms out, and he knocks over the entire pastry tray. Now, does he knock over the pastry tray in such a fashion that the pastries get all over his shirt? No. And that was just kind of—I mean, I guess it's not very interesting. I just was expecting that to happen, and it didn't. Um, but then Tim—but <laughs> then, you know, Al leaves, and then uh, Tim is starting to settle up the check, and then uh, the waiter whose name you just said that I forgot— uh, Antonio. Antonio grabs the bill and says, I'm just going to add several desserts to your bill. And I kind of love that for once, Al fucks a thing up and Tim has to pay for it. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was just a little satisfying. To yeah, me. yeah. You and the scenes. My takeaway from the scene, too, was
1: uh, what I like about Tim being a dick, or the, the instances in which I find it funny, is when he doesn't actually have a leg to stand on, yes. but he's... You know, and the show makes it well known that that's the case, but yes. Tim still kind of digs his heels in, and uh, you're just waiting for the rest of the episode to buckle underneath him.
0: Yeah, Did, yeah. did that metaphor hold up? As <laughs> I, 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 I th- you, you dig your heels in, and then the episode buckles. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. <laughs> I guess if, if you're digging in your heels and you've buckled your shoes, and they have the heels on them, I, I, I yeah, then then some of the words line up. Um, Tim but, deflates.
1: Uh, yes, transi- uh, deflates to the void. Transitions us back home, where uh, Jill and Eileen are choosing a sick name. Sick name. A screen name.
0: Yeah. Well, they they want to choose a sick screen name. Um, <laughs> which is but, well, Jill wants to use sick of tools, but she can- Eileen tells her she can't because Eileen is using that uh, that screen name. <laughs> so it looks I- like she'll have to go with sick of tools sixty nine. <laughs> no uh that one that one is probably taken too so it has to be sick oh. of tools for 2069 and then a bunch of like uh till sick of
1: tools for
0: xo what is jill gonna <laughs> be doing on the internet <laughs> i mean obviously oh research for class and school yeah exactly but like what else okay uh, Mason coming in with uh, actually the perfect uh, rendition of what sick of tools sixty nine would look oh, like. Oh yeah, a lot she of could X's. use zeros
1: instead of uh, O's, and then her and Eileen can both have the same screen name.
0: You know, this is proof that neither X's. Jill X's, <laughs> yeah, neither Jill nor Eileen are elite because they, they don't know the secret hacker language it's that uh, could allow that. Um, but uh, I don't so know. What, what's what Jill d- going to do on the internet? What's I, Jill doing on the internet? What's I don't know because I already have uh, in, in a little
1: bit. I have questions about her research. Uh so we'll get to, we'll get to that in a minute. So I don't even know that she's exactly doing research on the internet. Um my guess is she's probably uh I don't know in in some sort of forum for uh housewives that want to you know
0: kill their husbands or <laughs> yeah she's just planning it like she's coordinating with other people online yeah. her alibi is going to be well oh, I, no, mis- I know i mis- know i know 100% what it is what do you know what do you know Tell she has
1: is. set up her own forum for future efforts in library fundraising
0: oh that's good <laughs> that's good like <laughs> she she's mining the the first bitcoins in order to fund that <laughs> library <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the Detroit Metro Library is the first uh cryptocurrency. <laughs> yes, you just li- buy a library books and they uh they they have value over time. You yeah. know, I I I do think I know what her favorite uh, what her favorite browser is though. Okay. Opera. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. makes me want to scream. I know well well, you know, that's uh your <laughs> your screen name can be sick of Truman's jokes. Um <laughs> But yeah, so they're, they're toying around with the computer, getting, yeah. getting set up for their, you know, to merge onto the information, information superhighway. <laughs> wow. Uh- that was what they called it back then. It- <laughs>
1: Someone's encrypting or decrypting your brain at the moment.
0: No, well, uh, actually, it, they got—they're using a knockoff version of the internet. You know, it's the discount—the <laughs> information superhighway—is everything on there is a little less good, but it's much cheaper. Uh, it's the Kroger <laughs> brand of of, of cyberspace. So, Tim comes in. Uh, yes. he's griping about being fired by L. You know, he explains that it was a circumstance of of creative differences, or he explains what happened, and Eileen says, oh, must have been creative differences, and Tim says, I'm creative, he's different, which is a funny construction, even if I don't necessarily agree. Um... (laughs) And so he starts talking to them about what went down and, you know, Jill says, okay, well, he gave you two days to shoot a one hour video. How much did you shoot today? Because, you know, he said, Alice says that I'm wasting too much time. And Tim goes, oh, well, you know, it's funny, you know, filmmaking. There's, there's a lot of kind of different uh, aspects and, and ins and outs of the process that have to be uh, kind of considered for. And it's a very technical thing, but yeah, it is five minutes. (laughs) And they, they both pretty much laugh at Tim. And then, Eileen says I have to uh, I have to go check on Al because he must be hurting right now and she leaves and I just had this moment of like Eileen you are a wonderful fiance that is such a sweet thing to like to know based on hearing Tim's side of the story know that Al must be in his feelings right now and to go deal with that yeah
1: yeah uh, it makes you want to see the spin-off of
0: uh, their show yes yes which is. I mean, Al on Eileen, I guess. No, my name is bad. Al. <laughs> yeah, we we discussed that two weeks ago. Yes, I, I <laughs> and I keep forgetting. So, uh, from that, uh, um, we get a,
1: a cake makeup transition. One of those big powder powder puffs, uh,
0: bashes the screen, and we go to tool time backstage. Come um, come, come on, you lean is a much better title. Props to Farah for that. <laughs> um. Yes, so at, backstage at tool time where, uh, yeah, they're getting ready and uh, they're both very terse with each other. Like, I, I, Tim says something like, well, should be a good show today. And yeah. Al goes, yes, I always enjoy sealant week.
1: <laughs> Again, just really perfect performances between the two of them. And I like yeah. that the scene starts with Heidi setting the, the stakes of like, uh, we have one minute to air. And then all of a sudden we see them together and you're like, oh, okay, these two have to deal with this. On stage, yeah. this is going to be funny. Yes, um, and it is. <laughs> yeah, I always love Sealant Week. Does everybody know what time it is? They walk out on stage, and um, it is Sealant Week.
0: Yes, and it is Tool Time. By the way, that's what time <laughs> it is. It tool is. Time. <laughs> yes, and Tim says today we're talking about cocking, and my note on that is just yes. <laughs> Not that I love Kalkin, I just...
1: <laughs> I mean, if Home Alone came out in 2020, there would be a show called Talking Kalkin afterward.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if... Well, if Home Alone came out today, it would definitely be a prestige, like, 10-episode series. And yeah. yes, there would be... <laughs> produced you <know>. by A24. <laughs> God, ugh, really violent things happening to those, <laughs> uh, to those wet bandits afterwards. Still has it Joe Pesci, though. Looks pretty. Yeah. Um... So they, uh, for Sealant Week, they uh, have brought a guest onto their show. Mm-hmm, Yes, uh, Felix the Master Plumber, and as he comes out, a weird kind of hornpipe version of the Tool Time <laughs> yeah, theme plays. What is this? It's a great
1: rendition. It sounds like <laughs> the Grunt Creep is out for a Sunday stroll with the Pink Panther. Just <laughs>
0: Or, or it sounds like the grunt creep is like playing it on like an instrument he invented and made out of other TV show logos. You don't know the types of instruments that they have in the void. Yeah, music is totally different down there. They have they there are so many notes in a scale, um, and they all transform into things. Yeah. Well, no, I was gonna, I was gonna pose the thought of, out of all the transitions we've seen on the show, uh, who would be in the band? Ink's wife driving that car. <laughs> Um, what would she play? She would play the slap bass,
1: I think. <laughs> we and would have, of course, the the uh singing
0: sun. Oh yeah, the singing sun on lead <laughs> vocals. The yep. singing moon on backup vocals. <laughs> um God, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so is the grunt creep the manager, or is he like electric he's the, guitar? He's the Phil Spector for sure. <laughs> okay, so he's so he also shoots somebody by accident. <laughs> he just he pulls out from his little uh,
1: chest tray a, a big afro and puts it on uh, before he starts producing.
0: And then I'm trying to think who would be playing the drums. Um, probably um, one of the K&B construction guys, I suppose.
1: Well, you know, we did have karate feet uh, in one of the karate episodes. So (laughs) maybe
0: just two feet smacking, (laughs) smacking the drums like that. And then the backup dancers would be
1: the Freddy Krueger lookalikes from the Halloween episode. We're talking about uh,
0: (laughs) Felix the Plumber. That turned that turned into some real Pee Wee's Playhouse shit at the end there. (laughs) That (laughs) would just be insane. So, yes. uh, Yeah. So Felix comes out. They start talking, you know, and yeah. and Tim is rambling on and on and on, kind of in the way that Landon and I do all the time on this yeah. podcast. And then uh, Al starts trying to move the show's schedule along in the way that maybe a third co-host would if, if, <laughs> if we had one. And I have a question for you. Yes, uh, we've okay. So this isn't. I'm character, not going to actor, move this along.
1: <laughs> we this isn't character actor corner because we've seen Felix the Plumber many times at this point. But I have an important question for you, uh, Sherman. Yes. Since we've seen uh, 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 Felix so many times, um, I'm curious, now that he's on Tool Time, which of the two do you think he prefers? (sighs) Which of the
0: two hosts? Yeah. Mm, I think he prefers Al, because we know that Al is a master contractor and electrician, so... Because Al actually works in the building trades, unlike Tim, who was just a salesman who got a show, I feel like Felix takes Al more seriously. And I think that's part of why Felix gets so upset with Al later on, because it's like, Al, this is not you.
1: I, I tend to agree with you. I, I If I had to put it on record, I would have to say
0: that Felix is an Al fan. I, well... That being said, I feel like you ask that about almost anyone in the universe of the show. It's pretty clear that everyone likes Al better than Tim, with the exception of Bud and... not. I don't even think Jill. I think Jill likes Al more than she likes Tim. I'm wondering if I'm literally
1: the only person I wrote that joke for. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, g- give me the joke again then, because if I missed it. I think that Felix is actually an Al fan the The actor who plays Felix is named Al van
0: <laughs> Yeah, Landon, but I you know respect that we've reached the point of insanity where now we're just doing little in in jokes for our it's not even trying to make the other podcaster laugh at the expense of the audience. It's trying making to make yourself, yourself make yourself laugh at the expense of the momentum of the show. <laughs> That's professional podcasting. That's three and a half years of making a show about home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. god. That's beautiful. I'm not going to lie, I wrote that joke
1: probably at the beginning of the season and I've been waiting for an episode
0: of Felix <laughs> to be able to give it and it had to be the live show too so we could so there's no way we could edit it out if it wasn't a huge hit. You had to you know, <laughs> Just dancing on the tightrope in front of everyone. Oh, okay. my God. It makes me laugh so much. Okay, what happened in this scene? It was a good bit, Landon. It was a good bit. Uh, Well, yeah, so Tim starts shit-talking. Al, when he tries to move the, the show's schedule along, he says Al is always willing to sacrifice quality because of time. And then uh, Tim says, Felix, do you have any trouble with a guy showing pride in his work? And Felix goes, I'm just here to caulk a toilet. And <laughs> so they're, they're pulling out their electric caulk guns. To, yeah. And, and, man, if you miss... Like, you can... I don't know, I just, I I respect all of us for not not being too crazy about the fact that we get to say cock again and again. But he, (laughs) they pull out their electric cock guns, and Tim accidentally shoots some electric cock onto Felix. Yeah. And then Felix gets pissed off at that and walks away, and then he purposefully shoots it at Al. Yeah. this is, and and very, it kind of becomes the last scene in Reservoir Dogs where everybody's shooting everybody else. (laughs) Spoiler alert, I guess. But he, um... Al then shoots back, trying to shoot Tim, but Tim dodges it, like in The Matrix, and uh, the cock hits Felix instead. Felix gets very mad at Al, as as mentioned earlier, because Al should be better than this. And And he says, uh, you know, he kind of questions, why did you invite me here? I could be out cleaning a septic tank.
1: He gets, (laughs) like, really mad about it. But that I also had a question about, because isn't, is septic cleaning or septic emptying, I felt like that was regulated. Is that government that? regulated or is that private enterprise?
0: It's private enterprise. I think you need to get a uh, like a license or a certification or from the okay. government to do it for disclosing, I- yeah. I thought that us opening the show talking about scuzzy inputs was a low for entertainment. But the fact that now we're talking about the permitting process for how you empty a septic tank, ladies and gentlemen, you're witnessing You don't get history. this on other podcasts. This is why people tune into Cronework. You don't even get this on actual podcasts about about improving your home. They're like, that's too dry. Let's just talk about screws and nails and stuff. But only we, we are in search oh of that God. of that new rock bottom and when we find it, we're going to tunnel even lower. um i think that i think that the bigger point i don't know i think the bigger point also is that uh septic trucks do smell bad Farah. uh i think that the 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 larger point here isn't just that he would rather like it kind of makes sense to me that he'd rather be scrubbing out a septic tank because you probably get paid a lot more to do that oh sure he's not getting paid for this appearance on tool time they don't have budget for no but there's you can't
1: put a price on word of mouth and certainly the promotion that comes from appearing on tool time uh, <laughs>
0: is going to make him the go-to septic tank emptier uh in town. Aren't you aren't you that plumber who got covered in in cock during a uh, <laughs> during an argument on the set of Tool Time? Um so Anyway, they're going back and forth with these uh with these
1: cock guns and uh Tim sh- or Al shoots Tim right in the b-hole and uh Tim's like, "Okay, enough with this. And he pulls out from under the counter, the Benford 6,100 caulking gun, which is what they used, I think in Ghostbusters two, to
0: spray the statue <laughs> of Liberty. <laughs> uh, I, l- I loved this bit. This is a great sight gag because Tim is bending over to get something. Al shoots him. And then Tim gets the thing. He, like Tim doesn't seem to be bothered by having been <coughs> shot. Cause he gets up and he turns around and the reveal of it is absolutely perfect. Um, it's really, uh, I don't know. It, it, it was just really a really a beautiful moment of uh, of physical comedy.
1: Yeah, uh, and you know, I felt like we learned this lesson from an episode a couple seasons ago, where I think it was shaving cream at the time. You don't use a white creamy substance to to smear the camera with and take us out of a transition. <laughs>
0: Yes, not a good idea although in their defense the internet was so rudimentary, 4chan had not yet been invented. People weren't like people weren't as filthy as we are now.
1: Is that true? I don't I think my well, my middle school years were without the internet and I remember it being pretty pretty <laughs> filthy
0: i get yeah i guess this is the show that gave us you know i i won the somersault contest twice so i don't know maybe they were i mean look maybe this is maybe home improvement was just being really subversive and like all of the adults watching at home were like getting it and like oh yeah all right that. we're getting a little long in time let's keep going uh
1: we go to the wilson Oh, so scene okay next. well
0: see landon is perfectly willing to sacrifice the quality of the show so we can get in on time i think that all of the good people who came here to watch us want to hear us make vague references to cum shots hitting the camera well, With uh, well we cock. have a lot
1: more digressions coming because we're oh, okay. going to uh, <laughs> we're going into uh uh the the suka that uh wilson is uh putting up together up is what i said uh in his backyard he's putting yeah. together a, what tim calls a vegetable hut it's a, a a gigantic structure made of um corn stalks and and vines and netting gourds and, and stuff gourds yeah. and um uh, it's called a sukkah and it it uh commemorates what's called the sukkot yes it's a it's a jewish uh
0: festival of it's some, again something I'm gl- I'm glad that you had some notes on that because I was still trying to catch up on the last scene. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So he's he's building this in in honor of this Jewish festival, and Tim is yeah. complaining to him about how well I'm not going to be celebrating with Al anymore. He's so hard to work with. Um, Tim just I also really finding those ways to turn the conversation to himself. <laughs> all right, all right, Wilson. You're clearly doing something very interesting that is keeping you busy <laughs> and is relevant to your life. But does uh, he ever ask about his interests? Yeah. Uh, Wilson, are you Jewish? Uh, this is something I should know about you. Um, but so he, you know, Tim is complaining about Al. And fortunately, Wilson, like, he doesn't have to explain the whole situation because Wilson seems to have already been appraised of what's going on, apprised yeah. of what's going on. And so he explains about all their troubles. And Wilson says, you know, Al is impossible to work with. And Wilson quotes Aristotle and says, he who does not learn to obey cannot be a great leader. And Tim says, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to emulate the great Hitchcock. And Wilson says, Alfred or Herb. And Tim goes, the director.
1: (laughs) Like, he goes, well, wasn't, wasn't Herb Hitchcock the one that got, uh, thrown out of the business? And I, I thought that they, you know, I don't think Alfred Hitchcock had been canceled at this point. So, um, it surprised me that they were going in this direction. I thought it was going to go somewhere else, but, uh. He's like, isn't isn't Herb Hitchcock the one that got uh, thrown out of the business for uh, hiring thousands of extras for How to Stain a Table Part Three, uh, where they were
0: showing how to stain a table during a chariot race? <laughs> I and I love, I I I love it. I love so much first that everybody who Herb Hitchcock gets mentioned to immediately knows who this fake person is <laughs> and is very well versed in his work, and then also the fact that. Like yeah, I don't know the the ridiculousness of the of him, you know, uh, of of the amount of budget he puts, it, but also just the fact that 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 Herb Hitchcock is basically like Tim is like cursed almost to become Herb Hitchcock, <laughs> like that that yeah, that there is this that Herb Hitchcock is like the archetype that Tim now embodies. I really love that, <laughs> and then also that that Tim like and to hear Tim do, talk, do, do you think? <laughs>
1: Do you think Herb Hitchcock was filming something on Tim's roof and he f- fell off and died and Tim had to assume the role
0: of, <laughs> of Herb Hitchcock? <laughs> yes, he finds himself, like, going bald and all of the clothes <laughs> in his closet are just black suits and he can only enter a room by walking, like, a silhouette of him appearing and then him stepping up into it while a little oboe song plays. Again, oh more God. deep-cut Hitchcock jokes. Um, but, that <laughs> but yeah, I I do love the fact that that, that Tim is, you know, that there's this whole other, like, we've been introduced to the concept of Herb Hitchcock, but then Wilson gives us this new piece of information that, like, yes, he was a great director, he but he got run out of the business because he wasn't able to compromise, and he did all these things. I, I It is both a funny bit, and it's a good uh, good bit of, of plot and world building. Um, uh, I agree, and we are in agreement. Uh, nice. We get a
1: staining Flip brush. <laughs> we get a staining brush transition. Uh, to Harry's hardware, oh. Al is now directing. Yes, uh, I want to point out they've got this like really interesting bit of technology where there's uh, Miguel with the camera, and they uh, Tim had it at, when he was a director. Now Al has it. This like little remote control antenna, uh, uh monitor in their hand, like a, a mobile monitor, which I thought was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I I feel like we don't really we only just kind of got that technology in the actual film industry like five years ago or something. (laughs) And but back then they had mobile video village just, you know, in the palm of your (laughs) hand, like like uh, Dick Tracy's, uh, uh, you know, radio watch. Uh, So he says we start the scene. Al goes action. And then he
1: runs into scene and uh, Harry's there with him now. He's given Harry a part.
0: (laughs) And both of their faces are, like, so close together. So so close. Both in frame. And they're both doing these very over-the-top performances. I like Harry more in this episode than I have in any other episode. The fact that he's this weird, eccentric hardware store owner who really, (laughs) really wants to be an actor. I I hope they run with this for every other episode. It's so good. Uh, And he's now been... Given that taste of the
1: limelight, and he's becoming a bit of a diva after they they cut the shot, uh, Harry goes, "You know what? I I want to end this whole video with a song. <laughs> I just I want a song. It's gonna there's gonna be a song if we're gonna keep shooting in this uh, hardware store." And Al is like, "No singing, no dancing, no ad libbing. We're done. We're keeping it simple." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and so Harry Harry goes storming off, and and Al is getting set up for the next take, and Tim comes in, and he just says says to Al, "Hey, you know, I'm uh, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm sorry. I tried to." Uh, I'm sorry that I got so over the top about everything. And I'm sorry I tried to overrule your creative direction. Uh, You know, I wish you all the best on this. I didn't write down exactly what he said. Yeah. But he doesn't actually ever apologize here, but he acknowledges all of it, which I thought was
1: kind of interesting. And, you know, there's a moment after all of this where Al kind of accepts it. And Tim goes, I'll get out of here. I'll walk away. And Al goes, "Uh, you know what? And I thought that they were going to take this episode and, like, have Al apologize to Tim. And I'm like, oh, don't go there.
0: Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't. They they didn't, which is great. (coughs) Tim says something like, you know, I'll get out of here. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Tool Time again tomorrow. Which I I just really like that, like, you know, restoring their professional relationship. No harm, no And then Al asks Tim for some advice on how to do this next shot. And Mm -hmm. Tim kind of comes back in and he starts going way over the top with a bunch of Herb Hitchcock stuff about how we can do all these (laughs) intricate shots of the wrenches and the hammers and stuff. And then he catches himself and sees Al giving him the side eye and says, actually, no, your idea is better. Okay, so here what I think we could do is this and this. And then I, I, I don't I don't know. I think part of. We have been so abused by this show, <laughs> but I just, it really like made just, just seeing Tim, it was, just, like, Tim and Al it was just helping each other out. It's so refreshing. Yeah. It was a deft touch to just have
1: Tim recognize what he's doing in the moment, give a subtle answer that satisfies the both of them. And then we see something I don't think we've ever seen on home improvement before. Uh, Harry comes back out and is in diva mode and, yes. uh, He's like, I'm telling you, I'm I'm walking unless I get a song. And Tim goes, you know what? No, I think that's a good, good, uh, good idea, Harry. And then he like gives Al a wink, and I'm like, (gasps) are they gonna prank together? (laughs) I mean, the prank is pretty, you know, weak sauce, but uh, just to see them team up. I'm like, oh my God, Uh, show me more of that, please. Uh,
0: The Avengers have assembled at last after six (laughs) seasons. Yeah, like they, I don't know. I feel like I'm, the the last time I've seen Tim really like, Tim cooperating with Al in that way, I think was probably seasons and seasons ago when when Tim is staying with, uh, Rumi for improvement, where Tim has been staying with Al, but then that cute girl across the hall comes over and Tim is talking up how great Al is on the show and everything. Like, that's, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. them display that much teamwork since then. And I like it. I like it a lot. It was really sweet. I mean, yeah, but that,
1: I mean, that certainly fits in this vein too, but I, there's something about the, like, Wink, I'm I'm taking you into my confidence. We're mm. we're t- working together to against somebody
0: else, particularly Harry, which uh, <laughs> was cathartic to me. Um, and, yeah, so they trick they trick Harry into going back into the storeroom, like make the big yeah. entrance from there, and so he goes in there, and then they lock him in. And yeah. and I think Al just goes, "We're back!" And then they just go back <laughs> to to shooting the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, we get our stinger, which
1: is uh, in the living room. Jill and Mark are on the computer. She's loaded all of her research into it. Now, I got this is where I want to point it out. So she's loaded her research into the computer. Yes. Mark says, uh, just all you got to do is press F9 to conduct the calculations. W- what calculations? Well, <laughs> the calculations, a- research,
0: she's yes. a psych student. Yeah, it's, you have to calculate all the psychology. You know, you, you do the calculations to find out if you're crazy or not. That's how psychology works, Landon. Okay. Got it. Oh, gotcha. okay, I haven't Freud, reached that level. Freud times feelings divided by your relationship with your mother equals sanity.
1: I see I see I, I, okay. I thought you were in
0: therapy. you don't know this stuff <laughs> what's where does the phallus formula come in? Oh uh, well that's uh that's that, that's higher level stuff. you need oh. you actually need you need a second scuzzy input for that and uh, <laughs> that definitely sounds uh appropriate. Uh, but that's, then he that's, says that's what Tim that's what Tim crashed the the com, the last computer with was trying to download the phallus software. Uh, then he says,
1: uh, Mark says, you got to save your work or else you lose all your work. Uh, save it, or else you lose all your work. And of course, you know, not that this is some big setup. You know exactly what's going to happen. You just don't know
0: how. That's yeah, where that's, suspense comes in. It's it's like a Columbo episode. You know who did it. It's how is Columbo going to catch the guy? <laughs> so Jill presses F nine.
1: The laundry goes off. Uh, she gets up to go deal with the laundry, and Tim. Walks down to see an empty uh, computer and he's excited because he's got Monkey Town
0: uh, on CD ROM that he's about to play. He just, he had it with him. He just carries <laughs> Monkey Town around with him in case he comes upon a computer. So he he puts the CD in and the Monkey Town, I get,
1: it it's just, it just, it, makes- it sounds like the theme song from like or not the theme song but the like background music to one of the worlds in Donkey Kong Country like it
0: doesn't sound like a made up uh theme song that they usually do for video games it's 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 like jungle drums and monkey sounds i mean maybe maybe it doesn't sound like a made up song because the Donkey Kong Country music sounds like a made up song cuz it's just jungle drums and monkey sounds but he, <laughs> and tim is just sitting there Dancing, so excited to play Monkey Town, and as someone who's one, one of my only <laughs> one one of my only recreational activities now that brings me solace in these strange times is video games. I definitely have. Vibed out to the intro music and sometimes sang along for various video games that I play. So again, I found myself empathizing with Tim in a big way. <laughs> um, so okay, now we're gonna we get a little glimpse into
1: what Monkey Town is, the the activities you can do. Yes, um, Tim or Jill comes in and uh, she, you know, obviously gets pissed that he's lost uh, her. Calculations, her research, because it never got saved. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, just wait a minute. I just uh, finished picking the lice from my sister, and I'm about to become the mayor. Yeah. Uh, Which happens
0: all (laughs) in a matter of seconds. So, what's the leveling up system in this game? I mean, is is it maybe like how many grubs you pick out of their skin, and then you like level up to mayor, and then you can be like, you know, state senator of Monkey Town, and (laughs) then president? galactic, uh, uh, Yeah, ambassador. uh, uh, (laughs) King of the jungle is the highest level. Is this how Planet of the Apes starts? (laughs) Yeah, it all. Yeah, the the apes are all virtual, and you know, Tim Tim causes the singularity by playing uh, playing Monkey Town. (laughs) I also love that Monkey Town. Is both a like it seems to be both like a first person game where you can really get actively involved in picking the lice out of somebody's fur, but then it also kind of becomes a strategy and a management yeah. simulator. Where then it's like you know who's this, the this controller is, of monkey. Down? This is Rockstar's next uh, <laughs> next game.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, so she presses a few buttons and um, the monkey dies, and she says a line. <laughs> I'm 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 hesitant. I want to say I'm going to bring this out, but I'm I, I'm doing so under protest and hesitancy for bringing our 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 uh, highbrow podcast to this level. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The line is, you lose my work, I off your monkey. <laughs> and <laughs> I I get you know, '90s. You've got good fellas, You've got Casino. Like. Gang, you know gangster they, they they kill
0: all kinds of monkeys in lingo. those movies yeah
1: <laughs> well the the term offing you know i could see maybe being in the lexicon of the 90s but it's such a weirdly worded way to say that i off your monkey that i am just asking i'm just putting it out there do you think that's some sort of weird disney right? sex in the dust sort of <laughs> way for the writers to make a handjob joke
0: i kind of think i mean I I I kind of do, and at the same time, it, the bit itself doesn't make sense. That like you've deleted my work, therefore I give you a hand job. That d- like, that, <laughs> right, right. W- the one does not follow the other. But I do think that the nineties, there there was never a more fertile ground for. Jokes about a monkey being a penis than that than that point in time. There was sprockets on SNL, and oh, would you like to touch my monkey? And then there was the movie Monkey Bone in like 1999, which if you just watch the trailer for Monkey Bone, there are like three different jokes about like I gotta go choke my monkey. I saw that in the theater. Oh, Landon, (laughs) how was it? Because honestly, watching the trailer for it, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to watch this. I kind of want to watch this with Landon. In fact uh i would watch that for a
1: bad movie night for sure uh okay my memory of it was chris katan's good at at physical comedy and brendan Fraser is just a natural obviously (laughs) um anyway we go to the outtakes uh where uh hitchcock oh (laughs) beautiful Beautiful.
2: Why didn't I Sorry. think of that? We,
0: that came came into the chat right at the last second. Oh Hitchcock. my god. I, I'm glad you got it under the wire cuz that is way better than any of my titles. Dendrobium. Um
1: I don't I didn't uh, equate who that is name-wise with the screen name, but yeah. Dendrobium uh dropped Hitchcalk, which is perfect. That's that's, that's the, the perfect that's name. That's ten, right. 10 chef kisses. <laughs> 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 Standing <laughs> up before Spartacus. Yes. Uh so. beautiful. Yeah. We get our Um, outtakes, Brad flubs, uh, Fuzzy for Scuzzy Port, and uh, Tim dances
0: extensively to the Monkey Town theme song. Now, let me say, I I have never been a fan of extended Tim Allen mugging for the camera bits. Watching this final outtake of Tim Allen doing the monkey dance, I I was laughing so hard. I, I just like something because it's like clearly. Don't forget, we have a fact checker here that can tell whether or not you no. were actually laughing so hard. No, because the fact checker was in the kitchen and I said, honey, come back in here and watch this. And I rewound it so she could see. And I think she laughed a little too. Uh, yes, yes. It, it's verified in the chat that, that this happened. Uh, and but, then I have to ask you a question because I wrote a, a question here to ask you, which is, would you say this theme song slaps? the the monkey town theme song yeah i'd yeah. say it slaps i'd say it slaps i I, okay. I i give it i give it i give it a, a seven out of nine slapitudes. um that's a weird rating system you've got there it's it's oh that's the weird thing not that we're just yeah. not that we're trying to gauge the quality of the nope. fake video game about monkeys game uh, song, but t- Tim Allen, said, like, clearly they just told Tim Allen, like, yeah, do a, do a monkey dance, and so he's sitting there, and he hasn't really thought it through, and he's not really fully committed to it, but so he's kind of jerking back and forth a bunch, and then he clearly gets the idea, like, he's clearly thinking, like, what do monkeys do? What do monkeys do? Oh, yeah, they eat bananas. So he's, like, dancing around, and just, like, mimicking <laughs> peeling a banana and eating it, and then he's like, what do monkeys do? They eat lots of bananas. So he does, unpeels the <laughs> banana again and eats it, and then he unfeels a third banana, and then he's finally, and then he just gives up, and he sits there like, I don't know, just start i need to think more about what monkeys do (laughs) and i um i was energized by that that let that just that's gonna carry me on to heaven thinking about tim allen trying to do a monkey video game dance um that's surprising to me oh that brings us to the too uh
1: the wind dancer logo the episode's over sir um we have one more uh segment on our show that we do
0: Ah, yes, of Which course. Which is called the uh, Grunt Count. I love that we're never going to stop doing the sound effects for that. Landon, <laughs> what do you think mm-hmm. the Grunt Count is for this episode? I got to be honest. I am just taking a stab in the dark here.
1: Uh, you're gonna, and you're going to off a monkey with that with that knife. Because there are monkeys in this, you know, Monkey Town is in this. Because he can get excited for directing, I feel like it's not zero. Even though, if I thought back onto the episode, I don't remember any. So, I would my instinct is to write zero, but I didn't. I'm taking a stab in the dark to say that there are
0: three. Incorrect. Oh Landon. my god!
1: If you say zero, I'm going to lose my mind.
0: Like, oh, okay. Now you know how I fucking feel. We're in the ER game every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's zero. There were no there were no there were no grunts in this episode, dude. That it, is unfair. I I really. When we started this show, I really assumed that this segment would always be pretty interesting. But I feel like the deeper we go, the show is mocking us and like, oh, your whole show is about counting the grunts. Well, we're gonna stop doing it then. Um, so instead, you have to play dumb games about which character actors were on ER. But uh, yeah, no, no, no grunts in this episode. Uh, wow, I know uh, it,
1: it, that seems it just it's, it seems intentional that they're fucking with you. That there's no grunts in an episode where he's playing a game being a primitive person. person. I mean monkeys are persons too. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Well, you know, uh, Clarence Darrow would say as much. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a shock to me that there, there was no grunting in this when Tim is, uh, Tim is trying to embark on this new career path, but I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Herb Hitchcock was anti, anti grunting. Maybe Tim is following in his footsteps in that way. Oh my goodness. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the app episode.
1: Uh, I guess... <laughs> the end of the app. The end of the app. Um, we can take some time here. I guess we can always uh, edit this part uh, down if we need to. But uh, I guess let's open it up uh, to the people who have been listening. <laughs> uh, Mason had to, to leave. But if anybody has any questions... Um, for us, we can answer them or comments on this. Uh, we can now, Now's your chance. Get it in or don't.
0: And, and everybody out there in the audience, look under your seat. And if you find, <laughs> you might find a gift certificate for a brand new car. <laughs> uh,
1: but I just want to thank everybody for joining us uh, on our first live stream. I think it's been somewhat successful. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised that technology hasn't
0: failed us halfway through. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised technology hasn't failed us. And I'm going to be honest. I'm surprised this many people showed up. This is genuinely, yeah. uh, genuinely encouraging. I know. Uh, what, thank you. I all think for it's
1: I, the the Discord is telling me the numbers. I think it's saying somewhere close to about thirty to thirty-five thousand people. Whoa! Oh my God. That's I that's
0: know. well. Okay, that is actually a little lower than I expected. Oh well, we do have we do have one question that just came in uh, okay. here in the chat, uh, and it is if we could go back in time and cast anybody as a home improvement guest star, who would we cast? Mm, wow. Um, I mean, I mean, is
1: this a, a time? Do I have like a, a time machine where I could take someone from current times back to the 90s with me and put them in an episode? Joaquin Phoenix, you're up.
0: <laughs> well, he was in the 90s. Yeah, but but he's crazy now. <laughs> like, that's that's the good shit. OK, they had to be alive in the 90s, alive in the 90s. OK, Um, let's see wow um okay so i uh, i mean i'm just gonna get get the standard truman ones out of the way right now okay uh, okay uh uh kelsey Grammer and uh george went um mm-hmm. i'll think of another one landon if you want to <laughs> uh
1: you know i think i'd like to see a like a crossover episode with another tv family and i'm just trying to pick which one um modern family no, well, in the '90s, I was, you know, the only one that's coming to mind is like Roseanne, but um, that's yeah, it's too close already. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, so guest star, I'll just go with one guest star who was big in the '90s. Uh, you know what? Who would bring a weird energy to it?
0: Who? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that would be good. Jeff Goldblum, like, what would he be? Would he be like some like? Some tool know. scientist or something who's <laughs> maybe. like, like <laughs> maybe socket wrenches. will uh, uh find a way, uh, that, that that's that's chaos tools.
1: I, no, no, no. I, I don't think he would be part of Tool Time. A guest on Tool Time, just as a guest on Home Improvement. I think he'd be more on the psychology side with Jill, oh, and God. maybe he would be like a Lothario. Yeah, vet, he would. You know, yeah. that would be stealing uh, Jill's. <laughs> uh attentions away
0: i'd love that i would love to see jeff goldblum come on the show and and try to try to uh, seduce jill and jill this is like goldblum. the
1: height well maybe not the height maybe it's it's just past the crest of of jeff goldblum sex icon before he comes back as jeff goldblum sex icon again
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah,
1: the post modem post
0: jeff goldblum sex icon Th- this uh, episode is post modem what with what happens to the <laughs> laptop um yeah, so in his in his sex icon hibernation period, yeah, basically. Because yeah. this uh, is uh, 96, I think that's the
1: year Independence
0: Day came out, so there you go. Yeah, good, okay. And I would say, having given it some more thought, I know that he died in the mid-80s, so I'm kind of violating the rule, but I'm going to say it, Orson Welles. He was Ooh. amazing in his cameo in the Muppet movie, and yeah. I would love to see him. On... He does a lot of cameos, and he's good in all of them. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs>
1: i damn it truman you've made this life a little bit worse i'm sorry. knowing that i will never hear that come out of Forrest and well's he, mouth
0: he 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 totally would do he would he would do anything that for money. would be he totally would. oh my
1: god okay i've got the character that he would be cast as too he yes. would be the long lost mr
0: borland father to al oh yes that would be perfect that would be absolutely amazing I see you're wearing flannel again today, son. <laughs> Orson Welles in a plaid flannel as well would be just mind
1: blowing. Um, <laughs> oh God! And then we also had one from Farrah, I believe, right? Yeah. If you yeah. were to insert yourself into Home Improvement, what type of character would you be? I. I think <sighs> it, it's obvious to me.
0: Uh, you, uh, you
1: and I would be kind of foils to Tim we would be brought on to tool time as two morning show hosts
0: oh, who God, have no
1: denigrated <laughs> tool time on air and now there's a uh, now there's a uh, uh, competition between the two of us. maybe it's a season finale where it ends in a competition of some sort. All right, I'm just I, I'm just giving us a bigger parts so we get a bigger paycheck.
0: No, no, no. Hey, I want that too. Syndication money. I see. Because I was thinking at first it would be like Statler and Waldorf, or just two people who buy tickets to every show and sit in the back and just heckle them. But it's way better if we're. That's how that episode sh- starts, though. I I guess I guess true. Yeah. I mean that they, they would call us down onto the set and then we'd become you know part of something bigger. One of I us think, goes on to do one of the greatest sketch shows in the history
1: of sketch shows, and the other has a brief successful stint on snl and then disappears
0: yeah that's i mean that 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 matches with our career trajectories um (laughs) no but i really do like it yeah we would be we would be asshole morning radio djs who don't like tool time and don't like tim and i'm i'm not gonna lie we would be like we wouldn't win in the end like tim would triumph over us we would be humiliated in some fashion but still worth it i I would like it i'd still like that yeah yeah Um, um I think the only other option is that maybe I'm Senator Jason's brother or something, but that's oh interesting his older brother, who's actually in politics yeah uh, yeah yes, exactly and, and is even more is even more rambunctious and unpredictable and uh untrustworthy than Jason is <laughs> uh could I be an al stalker? Yeah, you could totally be. You could be the deranged Al Pal. You could be the uh, you be the Rupert, <laughs> you could be the Rupert Pupkin of uh, of the Al Pal's, like the king of comedy. Perfect. You're, you're Perfect. In, You you've, you own all of his instructional uh tool DVDs, uh, not DVDs, <laughs> VHSs that he's made, and you like go home every night and you do. You have like cardboard cutouts <laughs> of the of the Tool Time audience that you do instructional stuff to. I love it. Love it. Um.
1: All right, well, uh, thank you for your questions. Uh, it's a lot of fun having
0: uh, things thrown at us in the moment. Uh, that's a, a new new angle for our show. You, you, ne- you never liked it when we'd record in the same room and I'd throw things at you. Like, why? what, it's okay now when it's just questions and not <laughs> things from your kitchen? Um,
1: I guess uh, there's only one thing left to do here, which is to go in the outro. This, and and this- everybody leaves. <laughs> Well, well, fine oiled machine that we have that's called the outro. Um, so, here it goes. Uh, Grunt work is made possible by people like you. Who? The people that have joined us today for our first ever live stream. The people yes. that are listening to this show right now. Yes. Uh, and if you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor
0: over on our Patreon. That's right, Landon, because for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to our exclusive bonus content, like our weekly Grunt Work Nights episodes, and... Stuff like this, where we record episodes live over Discord, and you can come and watch it and interact with us in real time. And there's nothing you want more than to interact with your favorite hosts of your favorite Home Improvement Podcast in real time. Thank you, Truman.
1: <laughs> and first-time donors can receive a Mystery Science Theater Home Improvement-style grunt work print. Uh, so be sure to check us out over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Leave us a rating review over at Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to us on. Uh, it's the fastest way, and it takes you all of 15 seconds. And we're going to let you just feel what 15 seconds feels like. Truman, I got this one.
0: Okay. All right, ready? Yes.
1: 15 seconds.
0: All right, timer starts right now. It's just it? It's just silence is what you're doing? That's your bit? I clipped my nails last week. I know. <laughs> I, I wanted
1: to give us a little solace, a little moment of zen to I, make up for that. I, I sang <laughs> the instrumental break from my old school. Come on, dude. Okay. All right. I, I'm trying to think. Do I remember the, the theme song or the, the mascot? What are they called for your school? The 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 fight song? Fight song. Yeah. Um, I don't remember mine at all.
0: Yeah, I I, I, don't, my, I don't remember it. You don't remember the mascot for your high school? No, that's been 15 seconds. So uh, in that time,
1: you could have rated us. <laughs> we hope that you did. I'm going to um, rate us
0: one star for that. We hey, it's a rating.
1: Better. It's oh. a rating. Uh, stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at GruntWorkPod, or you can join us now on Discord, where you can find the link on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. That's right, uh, and you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Get the Grunt Count hint, exclusive trivia, and more. Until next time, Truman has a comment.
0: I have one other comment because I have to break up the flow because I forgot this sooner. If you liked hearing us talk and you want to hear us talk to a couple of other people, we recently guest-starred on an episode— <laughs> That's for the postamble. We passed that part. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay, <laughs> Tope Suicida podcast. It's a podcast about wrestling hosted by Mike Whitman and Bo Rosser that we guested on recently. Be on the lookout. Listen to it. Until next time, <laughs> when we bring you another episode of Home Improvement, perhaps with the Tope Boys. Perhaps. Actually, that might be our next one, yes. Uh, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. and remember, the ghostly figure who you can see standing behind the curtains in Herb Hitchcock's How to Install an Air Conditioner is actually rumored to be the ghost of one of the extras who was killed during the filming of the helicopter crash sequence in How to Repair a Leaky Faucet 2.